Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Get nasty on a Tuesday. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Andrew Marsh and Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Boys, it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you too. I love listening to the shows. I, I missed you guys. I miss you. I miss you guys big time. I miss you too, Anthony. Everything was good with the weekend and yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everything was good. Good. Busy, but good. Good. Yeah. How's everything for you, Anthony? I'm not good, Jamie. Oh, Thanks for oh, asking. No. Thanks for asking. I so did not see that coming. So I Did your tires break down in St. Louis? Nope, nope, nope. Everything's good hmm. with the oh, tires. Your, your Griswold family vacation. <laughs> Everything was fine. The vacation was uh, was very nice. The the kids had a great time. Uh, wife and I had a great time. Everything's good there. Okay. So where did it go wrong? You know, I'm listening last Wednesday because I like to see how my guys are doing. Right. <laughs> Told you you shouldn't have said that, Murphy. Listen to the podcast, and <laughs> I already forgot what I said. But right here out of the go. gates, right what? out of the gates, I'm listening to all these congratulations to Jamie Rivers. It's unbelievable to me that you would do this twice to me. Leave the show, <laughs> and this is how I have to find out on the podcast. Sorry, Anthony. First of all, congratulations. You're going to be the new TV analyst for the Blues. I think that's great and all. You know, the first time you left, you said, I'll only be out a couple of weeks. Four months you were gone, Jamie. Four months. And you're leaving this show yeah. to go to the Blues, and this is how I got to find out. Mm. Well, Anthony, some say that you shouldn't have been on vacation. You know, like, shouldn't be gone. If this is how you're you're trying to hurt me, mm. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I thought we had something, Jamie. I thought we had a nice show going. Yeah. Me, you, and Marshy. You're right. Brad left us. Now you. Yeah. Now you're leaving. You're well, gone. You're not going to do the show anymore. Thanks. Oh, good for you. Well, Brad did leave. You're right. Eventually, Brad did leave. He's he spread his wings, and he's flying down there with the Redbirds, doing his best to yeah, we see how that polish happened. that thing we, we up. See how, we see how good that, that's mm-hmm. been. Um, I've got, I don't know if it's good news or bad news for you. Um. But I'm not leaving the show. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm not leaving. Okay. I'm not leaving. I need the National Guard to take me out <laughs> That's of here. Right. No, Anthony. Um, I will be doing what they call uh, double dipping. Yes. I will be ah. doing radio and Valley Sports Midwest. So. Oh. So, like I said, I don't know if it's good news or bad news. I thought maybe it's good news because you finally get your show. You yeah. know, like get rid of that Rivers guy. Get right. Get rid of that Thompson guy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe that's where you're headed with it. So you're not leaving. But I'm not leaving. You're going to do both. I'm going to do both. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
This is awkward. It's weird now. <laughs> it's awkward, yeah. Jamie. You probably should have tuned in for mm. more of the episode or yeah, listened like, to more of the podcast. Yeah. Like that Super Bowl the Falcons were in, I I decided to quit halfway through. Yeah. And mm. Uh, mm. I just I got so angry, I just walked away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, well, you stuck with me, bud. Sorry about no. that. Hey, congratulations. Seriously. I didn't have an opportunity uh, with the announcement. I knew that the announcement, all, all, all seriousness, Jamie had communicated with me what was going on the entire time not that he had to but uh i will say this jamie you deserve this more than anybody that i know hard work you like i've always said this you thread the the needle when it comes to hockey information and entertainment and you do it better than most i've had an opportunity to know you not only as a broadcaster but as a human being and i love you man i think this is just an incredible opportunity for you. You're going to absolutely kill it. Bally Sports Midwest—they've had you on pre and post, and you know, in between the benches and stuff. You were meant for this role. Uh, nothing as anybody else. You know, Darren Pang, incredible. You know, his his track record speaks speaks for itself. But I am so thrilled that you got this opportunity, man. And this isn't the way I know that we're going to start the show. This way I wanted to start it because I didn't have an opportunity. I didn't want to do it on social media and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but man, I am so fired up for you. I appreciate it, man. Uh, it's very, very kind words. Uh, just hope that, uh, you know, I can live up to that. And I'd say, I'm just going to have a good time. I'm going to continue gonna doing it the way I do it. And, and that's just the way it is. I'm going to do my best to explain everything that I know about hockey and what I'm seeing. And then, you got to have some fun. I mean, life has got to be more fun than just, you know, straight black and white. Like, you got to have some fun in there. Yeah. So, John Kelly and I, I know we'll we'll whittle some fun in there at, at certain times, and I'm sure there are some things that I'll say that people are like, oh, hmm. there's Fastlane Jamie, <laughs> not Valley's Jamie. Right. Better get him back in line. <laughs> John Kelly's got to worry about it now. Oh, yeah. yeah. JK, he's fantastic. He sent me a text, too, and everything. And uh, Yeah. So it's good. I'm That's excited exciting. for Matt. I really, again, I appreciate the kind words. Absolutely. It started here. It really did. It started with you here in the turn. Um, I talked about that at, at length last week when talking to different media outlets just about the whole thing. It it really started in 2019. The Blues were not good. Mm-hmm. Came in here to talk some hockey and hang out and meet Anthony Stalter and stuck around through Game 7 of the Stanley Cup final and then never left. Well, I mean, I did leave, but not <laughs> not right away. <laughs> no, Jamie, that's awesome, man. So, and for those that don't know, you, you probably know it by now, but this is, you know, came out about a week ago that Jamie's going to be uh, the TV color analyst for the Blues. He's going to be alongside John Kelly. He's going to be on road games, home game, the whole deal. Uh, so, Jamie, I'm fired up for you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Not fired up for... The rest of the Cardinal season. Why? Uh, what? Why would you say that? So last night. Oh, let's not talk about last night. Well, <laughs> you know, I think we should. Ah. So last night uh, didn't go too well in the major league debut of Drew Rom. And let's start. Let's start here. It was his first game. Again, it was his major league debut. Yeah, it couldn't have asked for a better opponent, I think, in some respects, the Pirates, but still, these are big league hitters, some of them. Apparently. And um, it went sideways pretty quickly. Now, not all of, not, not all his fault. There's a couple of plays that, you know, weren't made early on, including one by him. Had the, the ball, you know, come back or go off his glove the one time. But ultimately, when you watched his stuff, Jamie, I, ooh. Here's the problem, Anthony. Uh, and I think Drew Rahm was nervous. I think the Major League debut got to him a little bit. He did talk post game and said that he 
it sped him up, it got him off rhythm and whatnot, which is natural for a guy in his major league debut for this team. I think yeah. he has one other start before. I could be wrong. If I am, sorry. But when you're a stuff guy, stuff pitcher, your stuff has to be working. And it wasn't. His slider, his changeup were completely ineffective. And the, the the batters were just spitting on it. They weren't even they weren't even like not even bothering with it, forcing him to throw his fastball. I believe it was 47 percent of the time. His fastball is ninety miles an hour. That's not good. It's pretty straight. It pretty straight. It doesn't have a lot of movement at all. It's not even like not ninety that comes at you faster. It feels like it's ninety four. No, it feels like it's 89, 90. Yeah. And that's where things went wrong for Drew Rom is that his stuff wasn't there. And when that happens. You're in. You're in one at mm-hmm. that point, and he was in one last night. Yeah, through the cement mix slider the one time. Ugh. It was just. It, if you have 90 and you're painting the corners, fine. If you have 90 and you're catching a lot of the plate like you did last night, he was just beat up constantly. Uh, what did Al Robowski think? Well, the Mad Hungarian uh, is well known. In fact, Danny Mac and I talked yesterday about how the Mad Hungarian should have a red jacket in mm-hmm. the future. You know, we talked about you know, maybe expanding the criteria a little bit because not every player has Hall of Fame careers on the field, but when you encompass everything they do within the organization, they deserve to be recognized. Al Robovsky is one of those guys. Well, he was on post game last night, and Scotty Warman asked him what his thoughts were on Drew Rom. Al did not hold back. So three and two-thirds innings, he gives up eight hits. He walks four and that's just unacceptable. And, and like I said, I don't like to judge a guy in his first appearance because, you know, there are nerves. He's only 23 years of age. But I didn't really see anything with that to get really excited. I didn't think he had any pitch that was really a major league quality. He couldn't, he couldn't locate his fastball. It was only 90-91. Uh, he couldn't throw a breaking ball for a strike. In his splitter, he, you know, most of the time he threw it, it was, it was wild high and away to a right-handed batter. Early in that game, all you had to do was concentrate on the ball away, and really you, didn't, you could take away the splitter, you could take away the, the slider, and you could just look fastball. There you go. You and I talking about it, it, it just doesn't have the same effect. We can, we can have opinions, of course. We can watch a game. I thought his stuff looked very flat last night. He had a very simple, you know, simple delivery, but it was almost like he was throwing throwing batting practice oh, to boy. some to some degree. It did. It, you know, just kind of nice, repeatable delivery. Just here you go. There you go. Here well, it you was go. repeatable. It, well, the Pirates repeated hits constantly I felt bad too. For him. I, really I did, did, yeah. You know, his family's there and I it is just his first start. But here's the thing. If it's just his first start and he's throwing 99 and it's all over the place and, you know, batters are uncomfortable and he walks four and he gives up a couple of hits and he's only three and two-thirds, okay. You're like, all right. He's got he's got 98 in the back pocket, a little, little erratic, but boy, he's got some stuff. Mm. That was the, the exact opposite. So while, again, it was just his first start, his stuff looked very flat. His stuff looked... Hittable, his it, it didn't jump at you, and this is one of the guys that you got at the trade deadline this year. So it's hard to sit. You know, it's not fair to say everybody in the, from this trade deadline, all these acquisitions from this trade deadline, are going to look the same. But this was one of the better prospects to come out of the Orioles organization, pitching prospects out of the or- Orioles organization. This was kind of the guy. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is. 
this is interesting. It it leaves a it leaves you pessimistic about the deadline, even though it's that's unfair. We haven't seen yeah. anybody else. I don't know if I feel that way. The pitching, the pitching prospects. I don't know if I feel that way. It leads me to think Mo, you know, is going to screw this up. No, well, okay. I mean, it's in play. You never know. But I did look I say at that this. Out? Did I say that loud? Yeah, you did, Anthony. Okay. It was fine. No. Were you reading the six one hates text message? No, I came from my dome. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's fair. Quite honestly, the, the statement is fair. I look at it as Drew Rom for me when I saw the prospects that came back in all these trades. This was the one I had a little asterisk next to. Wondering how the hell he's such a highly touted prospect when he can't get the velo up there. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered, like, how great is his stuff? And now in Memphis, it's been playing, man. It's been playing. He's been shoving down in Memphis. Now, I understand that's AAA. So he had a bad outing last night. I mean, probably the worst case scenario for Drew Rock. I sure hope that the Cardinals give him another start. I mean, Matthew Libertor is on the 15-day IL. Yeah, he got everybody hurt. There's no reason not to give this guy another start. Right. Let's see if what we saw last night is exactly what it is, or let's see if that's an outlier to where he was just nervous, didn't have his stuff, was gripping the ball too tight, whatever it is, yeah. and, and kind of go from there. So that's the one for me. The fact that he doesn't pitch very hard and he's got a lot of stuff, again, we go back to the same comment we've had earlier. If the stuff isn't there, you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Give him another start. You might as well. The season's in the tank. You got 400 pitchers on the IL. You might as well. And 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 give it to the kid, too. Say, hey, listen, no big deal. Forget that one. Mm-hmm. You're going to get another start. Let's see what you got. You know, if he gets ripped again, you say, okay, you got some things to work on now. Here's, here's some things that we want you to go back down to Memphis to work on and some things that you can work on over the winter. Not a great debut, though, for Jerome. If I'm the Cardinals, honestly, I'm looking through – Whatever I have on my roster for pitchers or alumni pitchers or people that are around, someone who got rocked in their first start ever. And I'm talking to them and telling them to call Drew Rob. Yeah. And talk them through it and just say, hey, look, kid, like if it's Izzy or if it's Wayno, if it's mm-hmm. whomever, they call them and say, hey, listen, kid, uh, you know, let's just say it's Izzy. Jason Isringhausen here. Yeah. Whew, I got lit up like a Christmas tree my first time out there. Right. Don't sweat it. Get back to work, you know, do your thing, blah, blah, blah. This is why you have those guys around. You got to, the pitchers are, it's such a mental game, too, for the pitchers. You got to help them overcome that barrier as well. That's a great point. That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. 215, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. I saw a comment about Mason Wynn last night that I'm like, oh, boy, let's, uh, let's pump the brakes here a little bit. We'll get to that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, that sound means it's time to play the lineup game here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. You said it was a rough one yesterday. Jamie. Yeah, Ollie really screwed things up for us. He keeps throwing in random guys in different positions. And, you know, Anthony, he's supposed to just do what we tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep those guys in the positions we want. Yeah. Is that what you mean? What could go wrong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any worse? <clears throat> yeah. All right, uh, Cardinals, Pirates, tonight, Johan Oviedo, old, old buddy. Johan Oviedo is on the mound. Yo-V, he is a right-hander, the Pirates. Yeah. He's going to shove. We're screwed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, you're probably right, but holy smokes. All right. Uh, Newt? Uh, no, Newt's hurt. 
Anthony. I know you've been on vacation, but Newt's hurt. Well, get him out there. I think that, uh... <laughs> Newt. All right, Dylan Carlson. <laughs> no. No, Anthony. Uh, Brendan Donovan. The, he's gone, too. Mm. Those guys are all gone. Who's left? Uh, and how yeah. long was I on vacation? Rico Palazzo's available. Ah, boy. Did you see that last night, too? The old skip to first base? Oh, yeah. Anyways. What? You didn't like that? Not really. That no. was that was uh, uh, Freddie Fermin. That did that. Oh, that's right. That was Fermin yeah. last night. Palacios is the only guy that has the, the comeback catch. He's the only guy who saved a home run this year. Mm. Every other guy that jumps up either doesn't really want to catch it or doesn't catch it. Yeah. At so. least they're, they're not doing the Ozuna. No, but some Where have they, tried. <laughs> they give you all the effort in the world just in, like, the wrong direction. Running scared from the ball. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so last night was Edmund. I, We're going right back to Edmund here. I mean, Edmund would have to be leading off batting lefty, and we know they don't necessarily love that, but I don't see another choice. All right, show us Tommy Edmund. Tommy boy. I think we're not – I don't think we're going to get a lot of sounders today. Why is that? <laughs> you know. No hits last night, roughly. Mm, yeah. uh, okay, so last night it was Tyler O'Neill in this spot, but yeah. uh, I I, don't, I think it's Goldschmidt. I don't know why he screwed around with it, to be honest. Goldie's been in the two hole almost all season long. Mm-hmm. I think it's Paul Goldschmidt. I think he goes back to Goldie. Show us Paul Goldschmidt. Tyler O'Neill again. Go for it. Show us Tyler O'Neill. Wow. Is Gorman back? What about win? I'd love to win tonight. Would be great. That'd be nice. Yeah, especially for Wayno. I wouldn't move Win up. This is something not, we're no. Win's we're a right-handed batter. He's not. I would leave he's him. He's not going to bat second against a right-handed pitcher, Anthony. I would leave him. Well. The there, hell is wrong with there's you? a lot. There's some Cardinals fans that want to see win hitting the two hole already. I, I would know. leave they want him a ninth. Walker in the two hole. They want everybody in the two hole. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. There's only one two hole. Mm-hmm. Can't have everybody in there. No. So who do we like here? Uh, is Gorman back? Gorman is dealing with a tight back. Yes. He is correct. I just don't know. That's who I want. I don't think he's back. Though. I don't think so. No. What about he was Walker hitting off here? a tee. So that's not good. No. About Walker. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Show us Jordan Walker. Okay. Marshy's ag- he's he's aggressive today. I don't know if I like your attitude, Marshy. You don't have to just boot stomp uh, us like that, okay? Boy. All, All right. right. Uh, uh No, Burley's not the two. It's not I don't think it's Arenado. No, Arenado's batting fourth. I think. Or third. Try Burleson. Show us. Alec Burleson. Some lefty on lefty magic wow. from a guy like Nolan Gorman this who's is hitting near you in the lineup. What? This is gonna be rough. So now it's I think I think the next two it's Goldie are Arenado. Up. Yeah, Goldie yeah. Arenado. Alright, show us Paul Goldschmidt. Show us Nolan Arnado. Made me wait there. I think it's Big Willie now. Yeah, go ahead. Show us that Big Willie Contreras. 
This one goes out to all the big willies. Wilson, are you naked? No, Tim, I'm wearing a hat. Okay. Now I think it's Walker or right. O'Neal. Okay. You pick. I can only do so much, Anthony. I, for, he's really for some reason it's been O'Neal. It has been. ahead of Arna or ahead of uh, Walker. Yeah. Show us Tyler O'Neal. My fingers hurt. Oh well, now your back's gonna hurt because you just pull landscaping duty. Now I believe it's walk it like it's hot. Okay. Which, by the way, we played. Uh, we told Kerry Davis the backstory on yeah. that and played that for him, and he must have laughed for a solid <laughs> two or three minutes. Your guy, the gridiron guy. Yeah. He laughed. Well, he, good. And he laughed. I like to make Kerry Kerry Davis laugh. Kerry's great when he's got the laughing giggles going there. Kerry's awesome. We had an awesome time. He's the best. He is great. He's no Anthony Stalter. Okay, I'll give him that. But you know, oh, he's better. No, he's in, not all, in so many ways. Well, a better football player for sure. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Among other things, he's more handsome, yeah. in great shape, Super Bowl ring. I mean, he's got a lot of things going for him, no Anthony. Doubt. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's better than you. Sure. Okay. You good? I think so. <laughs> Show us Jordan Walker. You are so ah. wrong. Is it Kisner? Yeah. Why not? Run it, run it back with Kiz Daddy. They're definitely putting Kiz behind the plate with Adam Wayne. Right? He, they should. They have to. It's the only guy that can hit. Show us the captain. <laughs> Batch of biscuits. All right, so Edmund, Edmund at short. Goalie first, Arno third. We're missing pitcher. a complete outfield. We had O'Neal. That's it. Unless Burleson's in the outfield. Could be. Or is this Rube Baker in here? Is it DH? No. It, Why? Why well, not? Who else? Who else do that, we need? You want some of that speed on the bags, Anthony? No. Um. <laughs> what about your your guy there, Enrico Palazzo? Yeah. Yeah. Show us Palacios. I, think that's I knew it. See Richard. There we go. Okay. I actually like this guy. You know why I like him? Why? Uh, he's showing an effort. He's showing he cares. That helps right now. Can we talk about something? And I hate to dog on my guy Tyler O'Neill again, but I, I, it's been sitting poorly in my head since I saw it. Late in the game yesterday, there's a pop fly to shallow left field. Mason Wynn is standing at second base. Mason Wynn runs all the way over to the field, 55 yards away from where he started, mm -hmm. to just narrowly miss the ball that Tyler O'Neill had given up on. Correct. Yeah, I mean Tyler O'Neill with his speed, any ball hit in the air to his area, it should be competitive for him to get. Mm -hmm. Did not until the Cardinals free themselves of what of what Tyler O'Neill should be, the better they're going to be. Yeah, but it's just the and young guy doing that. Like it showed him up. Like it looked terrible for Tyler O'Neill. In well, my opinion, maybe I'm alone. Text line: If you feel differently, fine. I agree, but that's what I saw. You need you need to start building building a, a culture here, and Tyler O'Neill. On paper, is somebody that you want, but you you got to free yourself. The Cardinals need to free themselves of what Tyler O'Neill should be. They got to get rid of the should bes. I know, and and deal with the what are you as a player. And this is somebody that puts himself in bubble wrap every night when he plays. All right. Anyways, where are we? Eighth. Uh, eighth. Kisner. Okay. I don't know. Hang on. Hang on. We're running downhill a little bit here. 
Well, you've got O'Neal. I think I think Burleson's the DH. You got O'Neal in the outfield. You got Palacios. Palacios. So you need one more outfielder, and then you need a second baseman. See, so for, I think. I, I, or, or no, no, no. Or I'm you, sorry. Or you um, need a catcher because Contreras is your DH. No, uh, we need a shortstop. Yeah. So win is no. nine. Yeah, win is nine, and if depending what you where you put Burleson. He's either in the field or he's a DH. Or Contreras is either catching or a DH. I think this is Walker, and Burleson's the DH. I think Walker's your last outfielder, Burleson's the DH, and then win, obviously, at nine. All right. Go for it. Show us Walk It Like It's Hot. Walk it like it's hot. Walk it like it's hot. And this is uh, Mason Wynn, unless they're regulating his at-bats here a little bit, because they got to make sure he doesn't go more than 145 at-bats, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Although I... Show us Mason Wynn. Thank you. Let's <laughs> cut the crap. Okay. Anthony, I missed you. I was bugging you. <laughs> I've been tormenting the hell out of Ashley the last handful of days. She's like, when is Anthony getting back? You're driving me crazy. Ashley and I should talk about what we have to deal with. Oh, seriously. <laughs> Therapy for both of you. All yeah. right, guys. Leading off second baseman, Tommy Edmond. Batting second, the DH, Alec Burleson. Batting third, first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt, the cleanup hitter. Third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Batting fifth, catching, Wilson Contreras. Batting sixth in left field, Tyler O'Neill. Batting seventh in center field, Richie Palacios. Enrique. Enrico Palazzo's brother. Palazzo's, yeah, his brother. Uh, batting eighth and right field, Jordan Walker. And batting ninth, the shard stop, Mason Wynn. Quack, 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 just gained ground on you. Yeah. Two days in Game a row. Ground. He's Extended at nine. Really? Oh, yeah. I was kicking dust up in your face. Nine? You're He's at, at nine. Yeah. Wow. I, did, I did not get one last night, though, if that makes you feel better. Not really. Yeah. I was catching up. You were. Yeah. Not anymore, now, though. Now you're down three. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jamie. But no, Anthony's back for the first time here. I'll, I'll give you the honors, Anthony. Okay. I appreciate that. Um,. Let's go with. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Nolan Arenado. Let's do him. Okay. All right, Marshall, I'll let Nolan you go. Okay, thank you, Jamie. I'm going with You're Richie welcome. Palacios. Really? Give me old uh, Richie his, Rich. His brother had the power. See that yesterday? Yeah, no yeah. His brother put one almost into the river. Holy! And the van down by the river. Smokes. Oh, those are pretty talented dudes, man. You see the parents? Yes. They she had the, had the hat. Yeah. And then the Cardinals. Yep. She had the hat on. She cool. had the Cardinals hat on. Cool. Cool moment for them. Yeah. All right. So you got, uh, is it Palacios or is it Palacios? I can never remember. Palacios. All right. Palacios. Enrique Palazzos. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to just make it Enrico Palazzo, but when I say his name for real, I'd yeah. like to respectfully say his name like the right way. I would go with Palacios. That's what I did. But I, I Marshy went with Palacios. Anyways, well, you know what? We'll figure it out. My turn. Um, let's see here. I think the big nasty gets one today. Who's the big nasty? Beer League Player of the Year. Oh, Alec Burley. Burleson. Alec Burleson. Okay. All right. Okay, all right. He's going to get it right away, too. There you have it. 
It's our home run derby picks. Cardinals Pirates tonight, 6.05. Adam Wainwright goes for win number 199. And he'll oppose former Cardinals farmhand, Johan Oviedo. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We didn't get to the win conversation. We'll do that quickly next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Heckman Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Envision, Azek, and decorators to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Stop by and see Hackman's expanded paint department, too, with brushes, rollers, painter's tape, and four different lines of interior and exterior paint. Custom color match available. Visit Hackman Lumber's newly remodeled stores in St. Peter's and Pacific, or their showroom in Troy, Missouri. Hackman Lumber. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jason Wynn, the youngest shortstop since Gary Templeton to play for the Cardinals. Little chopper hit toward third. That ball is going to be late at first. Infield hit for Mason Wynn. There's his first in the big leagues tonight. We talked all about the skill set of Mason Wynn. We told you about the speed. Shows off some of it right there for his first major league hit as his family looks on and cheers. The Wizard cheering for the young Mason Wynn. That was Brad Thompson and Trip Carey, Bally Sports Midwest, when Mason Wynn collected his first base hit. That was, of course, before Pete Alonzo threw the ball into the stands. I know you guys talked about it yesterday, but what it, Pete, Pete, what are we doing? What a, I do think he felt bad. Okay, I think he felt bad, but this is a moment, like, this is where I cannot let him off the hook, is it, like, he's just a dork. Yeah. He's a total dork. We've seen it for the last couple of years. Just the things he says, the way he acts, the things he does. I don't think he's a harmful dork by any means, you know. But nonetheless, he's just you can tell he doesn't make great decisions. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you from past experiences, I know when it's a kid's first game in the NHL. I know if it's a kid's first goal just by the way his teammates react and the way the referees react. And yeah. Like Pete mm-hmm. Alonzo, man. He just, 
I do believe he was unaware. Yeah. I just think he was dumb in the moment. Yeah, I don't think he did it on purpose. No. I, there's too many people watching. Like to to do that, it, Stubby claps right there. Oh, he, he knows what happens if he screws around with yeah, Stubby Claps. He's, he's going to get thrown down the on his face. Double leg takedown. Right. I don't think he did it on purpose. I, I agree with you. He kind of explained it where the the ump said, "Hey, we're changing the ball out." The umpire meant we're changing the ball out because it's the kid's first hit. Yeah. Completely unaware. Yeah, he throws it in the stands. How about the poor girl too? She girl, probably she she looked like she didn't really know she didn't what know was going she on. looked rattled in yeah. the yeah, I felt bad for her too because too. you know she thinks she, hey I got I got a baseball for, probably first time you know I'm Why out to the ballpark trying to take my baseball, baseball. knock you know I, I could tell she she like it was almost like she felt bad too and mm-hmm. then everybody's starting to you know chanting, like, give, it, give back. it back like okay let's just let's yeah, slow down here. So, I, I believe somebody finally told her hey listen. That's his first hit, and they gave her a signed baseball oh, from yeah. somebody else sure. too. Yeah. Like it was like, and she does. She she might not know. You, you, mm-hmm. Right. You may not pay attention that way when you're you're at a game and it's a it's a historic uh, you know moment mm-hmm. and it's historic baseball and Especially you get if you're different. Playing first base for the Mets. Yeah, if you're Pete Alonso, you have no idea. You've never been in that spot before. Yeah, he wasn't listening when John Ulett said making his major league debut, <laughs> Mason Wynn. Well, and- it was a brain. It was <laughs> a brain fart. You for could tell Big Pete too. Walking. Seagulls. Like, you know that moment when you've done something really stupid and you're wearing it? Yes. Like, you get that nervous look on your face, like, I can't believe, like, I just want to crawl into a hole. Totally. He had as it. As soon as he threw it up and Ollie and all the other guys mm. from the bench were giving it to him, he was like, uh, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he was like, he was rattled at first base. He was like, <laughs> Jamie, I can, I completely like, agree. You know that look. He, at one point, too, because he kept doing, he kept, yeah. like, doing the little league, like, <sighs> he, he, like, he was patting his glove <laughs> yeah. and he's like, <sighs> That that is a little league moment. You know <laughs> totally. when you just botch one as a little league, oh, yeah. and you're like, "Okay, give me another." <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> he, he was domed up. He was completely domed up. That yeah, might have been the only thing in the dome at that time. Probably. I yeah, saw a well tweet. Said, it was the video of him doing uh, the working out before the, oh, the yeah. home run derby. Mm-hmm. But the caption said, "Pete Alonso getting ready to throw Mason Wynn's first hit <laughs> oh, yeah. into the stands." About, By the way, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, did you hear what happened afterwards? So he apologized. When he gave uh, tequila and uh, signed bat and all that. Is that what it was? Do you want, like, if I'm Mason win The bat? What? I agree. What he the gave hell Pete are we doing here? I he agree. Gave Derek Mason Jeter giving yeah. a fruit basket to the you. girl he was the, with the night before? The teque- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which fruit bat? Never mind. Yeah. The, all the above. The, uh, I agree. On the, I had the same thought on the signed bat. Like, the tequila, that's... That's nice. That's nice. That's yes, nice. That's, that's a nice, nice gesture. Gift. He should have just left it at that. Yeah, the sign bad. It does come off like, here, you want this. How egotistical <laughs> do you have to do be you, you? to sign a bat of your own and give it to the guy? That's my new move from now on. When I meet somebody or something, no matter what, I'm signing a picture and handing right. it to him. You're welcome. You want <laughs> It's just Can in you your pocket. You want this. It's all I know wrinkled. you do. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of the pocket. Hey, you Jamie, go. when they see you at the at the gym, instead of, you know, yeah. you're, you're working out and you just whip out this picture in your pocket. Yeah, you're like, no hey, hey, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> hey, are you Jamie Rivers? Yeah, yes, I am. Here's I a am. picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save you some time because I know what's coming. I know what you want. Here you go. Uh, but... You know Mason Mason win. What what uh first of all this kid's got swagger for days. I love the confidence mm-hmm. from a, finally a cardinal that's got a little bit of swagger to him. Yeah, he'll be gone soon. It, it, he'll be gone, it'll be a ray. 
They're going to need a shortstop at some point, I think. <laughs> um, but what maturity? Mm-hmm. I mean, right away, he was asked, you know, Jim, Jimmy the Cat Hayes and the reporters are asking Mason Wynn about, you know, hey, what did you think about Pete Alonzo throwing it? He apologized right away, apologized to me at second base. You know, he forgot. I'm glad we got the ball back. Total maturity. But what I was going to say about Wynn, I, I was reading through some Cardinals fans' like comments and uh, you know, social media remarks. They're they're already asking, hey, do you move him up? You know, I know he batted leadoff, and maybe he could be in the two hole. I'll go back to what Alex Cora said about one of the young Red Sox players. Cora, I was listening to MLB Network one day, and Cora said, "I made the big mistake of constantly, I forget, I forget which young player it was, moving him up." into the leadoff spot because he was a leadoff hitter in the minors. He comes up, you're going to be you're going to be the leadoff hitter for the Boston Red Sox. And he struggled and he struggled and he struggled and he struggled. Finally this year, Cora said, "Hey, I'm a batch of ninth. Just play good defense, take good major league at bats. That's all we're going to ask of you." So he went from ninth, then when he started hitting well, he went to seventh, then to sixth, then eventually became the leadoff hitter for the Boston Red Sox. Don't move Mason Wynn up too soon. Let him hit ninth, play remarkable defense, and figure out big league pitching from the ninth spot. I agree 100%. You don't need to move him up. Yeah. There's no there's no race here for no. this. Let's let him get completely comfortable. Does he project to be a leadoff type-ish batter? Probably. Yeah, somewhere in there. Sure. But let's let him get there because he's earned it, not just because we think that's where he belongs. Couldn't agree more. Just let him do his thing, and eventually it'll work out. You know, I think it was Rob Ruffsnyder, by the way, who was the 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 uh, young player for the Red Sox that Alex Cora was talking about, and he just said, "I'd if I could do it all over again with a young player that was going back and forth in the minors when we first got called up, just let him ease into it, hit ninth, play good defense." That's what I think the Cardinals should do with Mason Wynn. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. Hey, there's another top running back that's available. What's what's next for Jonathan Taylor and the Colts? This has got uh, ugly written all over it again. We'll talk about it next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fastlane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I think if Jonathan Taylor is seeking a trade, we understand how the agents work, right? They, they put in calls, they put out feelers, so they believe that they can find a trade partner. On top of finding a trade partner, they have to find someone who's willing to pay Jonathan Taylor what he was looking for from the Indianapolis Colts. You gotta pay twice, and with the way the running back market has been treated or devalued or however you wanna see it, what team is going to do that? That was Ryan Clark of ESPN, and I couldn't agree more with what he was laying out there. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. This is going to be very – I think that Jonathan Taylor and his representatives are going to, are going to be um, met with major disappointment here. <clears throat> you are less than, a, what, two weeks, three weeks? I think September 10th is the first week of the season or the first Sunday. So you're, you're only a few weeks away 
from the start of the season. Teams have already fallen in love with their rosters. Coaches have already fallen in love with the players that they have. GMs are not going to make moves right now. They're not going to give up a first-round pick as well as pay Jonathan Taylor what he's seeking. For one year. For one year. It's not happening. It's not ha- If Jonathan Taylor <clears throat> wants to be traded, I, I don't even know how you organize that. Because if the Colts are looking for a first-round type return, yeah, like, what are we doing here? I wonder, Jamie, if this was a power move by Chris Ballard, the GM for the Colts. He says, I know this situation. No other team is going to pay what Jonathan Taylor's looking for as well as give us a first-round pick. So Jonathan Taylor, we're going we're gonna to give you the permission, Jonathan Taylor, to go out and seek a trade. Go for it. No problem. We're going to make you happy. Knowing full well that they're going to be met, Jonathan Taylor, that side, going to be met with resistance. Yeah, nobody's going to pay. Nobody's going to pay what he's looking for for one year and no. give up something of value. Correct. Can't. If they're getting it for like nothing, okay, it's worth a shot. Right. Um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, what, what what's his franchise tag set at? Oh, boy. Um, I, just out of curiosity, because I'm trying, I'm trying to pretend that I would be his agent for a day mm-hmm. and be able to offer this young man the proper advice. Yeah, whether it's to stay the course and dig your heels in, or how about you just go put up another really good season, sure. and see where we're at. I imagine his franchise tag has to be somewhere in the five six million. Uh, it's like four. Yeah, there, I'm seeing percentage four and a half percent exclusive franchise tag and running back for, would represent four and a half percent of the team's total cap space. I don't know what the actual number okay. is, but the bottom line is, the bottom line is, Jonathan Taylor's not going to get what he's looking for. But it's pretty good money. Yeah. If I was Jonathan Taylor, I would approach the Colts to maybe um, extend me at a number that's friendly for the team, but also very profitable for the individual. Mm-hmm. here's where my head's at with it with the way the the landscape is for running backs right now in the nfl the term seems to be the hardest thing to get for these guys um, anybody who gets term gets x'd out or cut quickly because the number's too big the ezekiel elliott's and all that of the word the dalvin cooks of the world like you're you're on an island right now if you're running back. If I was Jonathan Taylor and I was his agent, I'd say, listen, kid, why don't we do something really unique here? Why don't we guarantee you a certain amount of dollars? Mm-hmm. And that would be like a three-year deal, three-year extension, but it's guaranteed money that the club can live with. But it's guaranteed money for you, too, because yeah. a year from now you might be in the same situation and you might be digging your heels in on trying to get a bigger contract and they've moved on to that fourth-round pick, that fifth-round pick from another draft and they're handing the ball off to a guy who's almost as good as you, right. could be as good as you a year from now. Yeah. Because the, the life span of these running backs are getting shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think they're, they're trying to force the issue. But it's terrible timing. It's, there is well, so many things. Never been worse. The landscape has never never been worse in the league. You also let's not let's not forget the the, the Colts' new head coach is Shane Steichen. If you think back to what Shane Steichen had in Philadelphia, he had a mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. He now has Anthony Richardson. He also had four running backs or three running backs at his disposal. 
You had Miles Sanders. You had Boston Scott. You had Kenneth Gainwell. You had, you know, it didn't matter. You didn't have a lead back. So you got a head coach now in Shane Steichen who doesn't look at the running back position and says, I need a bell cow back. I need that one guy. He can make it work with multiple different var- – he can he can kind of build the running back in the aggregate. Hey, we got one guy to do the pass catching. we got one guy to do short area. we got one guy who can be you know our first and second down back. He likes to be versatile with the running backs. So that's also working against Jonathan Taylor. I think that this is a, a – I'm not saying it's a bad move. I just think that this is going to end in major disappointment for Jonathan Taylor. One more note here. Did you see the Dalvin Cook deal? That's ba- that's a, that's like a one-year incentive-laden deal. I wonder what's going on with Dalvin Cook. The Jets did not give him much. I think he realized where he was at in this process, and per what I just said about Jonathan Taylor, I, I think his agent and him sat down and were like, you know what? We're, the Jets project to be a really good team. Aaron Rodgers, if he's confident in me as a running back, he's going to get me the ball, whether it's by handing it off to me or out in the flats, getting a little screen pass here or there. Mm-hmm. He's going to get me a lot of touches, a lot of yards, maybe show off maybe some more versatility. Yeah, Looking for another deal after that. It's better to be playing and making less than you wanted than to be sitting at home making nothing. I also wonder, Jamie, so back in November of 2021, he was accused of assault, battery, false imprisonment of his former girlfriend's allegation that he denied. He stated that only the truth will come out in response to those allegations. I wonder if some of the contract stuff too, though, the Jets are the Jets are like, hey, we'll give you a one-year deal. Let's see what happens here. I wonder if there's some stuff behind the scenes here with Dalvin Cook, too, because he waited a long time before he signed something. So, I mean, it's quite possible that, that was kind more of information has come out that is not favorable for him. And maybe Dalvin, know, yeah, Dalvin Cook knows that, the Jets know that, and they're kind of pumping the brakes on it. Mm-hmm. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. The Angels, they went all in on the Shohei Otani last, last ditch, here we go, effort. They kept them. It's a great move. Will this be a historically bad situation <laughs> for the Angels? And I also wonder, Jamie, if this situation comes down to just simply knowing what you have on the roster. And we can compare this to the local teams here, too. Max, don't want to win ESPN. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne. Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Time Check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. It's the fast lane. The LA Angels listened to our guy, Andrew Marsh, right before the deadline. Andrew Marsh wanted the Angels to hold on to Shohei Otani. He wanted to see Shohei Otani mm-hmm. in the playoffs with the Angels. Mm-hmm. So they kept them all because of Marsh. And now they're 11 games back of the Texas Rangers in the AL West. There you go, Marshy. They're three games below 500. They have lost seven out of their last, uh, six out of their last 10 games. And their playoff percentage is down to 0.5%. Not great. What's wrong with that, Anthony? But they got the greatest player in the world. They certainly do. They've had him for a while now, Mm. Jamie. Actually, they have... Two of the greatest players in the world. Yeah. One of them one of them is always injured, injured but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Guys, I said it when the trade deadline passed. I forget verbatim what I said, but you know I said this. This will be the most epic failure by an organization in the history of baseball. Yeah. It will be. Mm. Now what did Babe Ruth get traded for? Uh I don't know, like a horse or something. Yeah, like something stupid, right? Yeah. That was pretty bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah. But at the time, the horse probably had some value or whatever yeah, the heck it was. Sure. I forget what it was, but it was it was a trade that people look back, whoa, right. that's what happened. This is equal to that. It actually might be even worse because of the knowledge that front offices have now and the different available players and right. all that stuff. Like they know horses are valuable, but they, not yeah. they're not worth Shohei Otani and you're, you're not going to flip that horse for a top end of the rotation guy. Right, right. Back then you may have, right? I get it. It's fine. It's all relative to your time period. Mm-hmm. This is awful. I said it at the time. You either had to extend Shohei Otani and make him an angel for life, mm-hmm. or you had to trade him. And even though the value, because he was just a rental, one of these teams would have paid the premium. The Rangers, the Rays, maybe even the dang Orioles with what they had available may have given up the farm for this guy because those teams are in a spot to where they could actually win. And having a guy like Shohei Otani who can be in your lineup every single day as a batter and then every five days as a starter Mm -hmm. and the guy that gets the ball the very first game of the playoff. Can you imagine the Texas Rangers, their rotation right now, if Shohei Otani was there with Max Scherzer and everything else that they've got? What a nightmare. Well, they probably don't end up getting Scherzer, right? They Maybe probably not. don't end up getting Montgomery. I wonder if they still get Montgomery. Maybe they get Montgomery and not Scherzer. by the way. But maybe they get Montgomery and not Scherzer if they get Otani. Yeah, maybe it's Otani and Montgomery. But so either way. It would be... Or they pound yeah. a freaking housefly with an absolute sledgehammer and get all of them. Mm-hmm. They're in that spot right now. Yes. This is historically... This will be... One of the biggest blunders in sports history because they're not going to get anything for Shohei Otani now. I don't think he's going to resign. Maybe he does. Maybe he does resign. If, it, if he resigns, well, he's then great. He's a ding dong, man, if he resigns. And, but he's not. He's Because that going team to. is not built to win and he wants, he wants to, to win. win. Yeah, he wants to win. He's, he's won you know, the World Baseball Classic. He knows what that feels like. He wants to win a World Series. You're not even getting into the dance right now. If you're with the Angels. No. Jamie, this also... And it'll be even worse next year. Yes, you're right. This also reminds me of the Blues. And knowing what you have on your roster. And say what you want. Well, everybody seemingly loves Doug Armstrong and what he's done here. And and why not? I mean, he's he's done 
just he brought you a damn cup. He knew in 2019 to just let things be. He didn't know he was going to win a cup, but he, he didn't sell off at that point. He went and got Michael Delzato. He did get Michael Delzato at the deadline. Yeah. It was a big piece. It was, yep, absolutely. Actually, up, Michael Delzato ended up being a heck of a locker room yeah. guy, a veteran Solid. guy that he did contribute not so much, well, not at all on the ice, but. But he stood pat. 100%. Yeah. Army stood pat. Wound up winning a cup. This past year, he knew what he had. He knew what he had on the roster. He knew what he didn't have on the roster. And he knew even if he got into the dance, it wasn't going to be worth what he could get on the trade market if he dealt Ryan O'Reilly and Ivan Barbashev and Vladimir Tarasenko. He knew he needed to get something back. He knew he needed to jumpstart the retool. Mm-hmm. The Angels did the opposite. It's the biggest. It's the biggest fail. And apparently Babe Ruth was sold for money to fund a Broadway play. Ah, so not a horse. Not a horse. Okay. Although there could have been a horse in the play. Who knows? Who knows? Right? Yeah. Um, there is a horse somewhere. What? A horse yes, somewhere. exactly. Yeah. Well said. Um, Might have been all the other one, too. <clears throat> probably. You never know. But Shohei Otani, being the most dynamic player in the game right now, like you would have got a haul for this guy. Mm-hmm. You could have dug your heels in. You could have pushed teams to the brink, especially if they thought there was a chance of acquiring him. Because the moment you get a team to listen to what to what's going on, like if I, if I'm the Rangers, the Orioles, the Rays, whoever it is, pitching, like the sales pitch, yeah, and the Angels go, hmm, well, let's think about it because we're definitely moving him, but we want to think about you know what our option. Now you're like, okay, whoa, they're definitely going to move this guy. Well, if we sweeten the pot with this guy or with that or with this prospect, right? I bet we get him. You get a couple teams bidding yeah. against you. Talk, and you start to look through the prospect to, pool yeah. of the, your competition, what you think could be your competition right. for this player. People pony up at that point. People will pony up for the most dynamic baseball player this century's seen. I mean, Babe mm-hmm. Ruth was the last one to pitch, but he didn't pitch nearly as much as Shohei Otani and you know, whatever. I'm not making the direct comparison, but this guy's unique. He's a unicorn. Yeah. They would have paid for him. The Angels would have been bad this year, but next year, eh, the year after, probably would have been a team that's back in the discussion for their division. And who who knows? Maybe the prospects that they get, they don't pan out. But that's not really the point. The point is understanding where you were at the time and knowing that Shohei Otani was not going to come back. Instead, they gave up prospects to get Lucas Giolito, oh, yeah. who's been a gas can. For them. Yeah, not great. The Mariners, if you kind of compare the two, same division, the Mariners said, hey, you know what? We're gonna ride, we're gonna ride it out with what we have. We're not gonna sell, we're not gonna buy. This is the team. And they have been one of the hotter teams since the trade deadline. They're only two games back of the Rangers now in the AL West, and they are 15 games above 500. And they are locked in right now to wild card spot in the American League. With Houston and Tampa. I mean, not I shouldn't say locked in, because the Blue Jays are right there and mm-hmm. some of the teams. But, yeah, but the Angels have just fallen. That's it. It, it, it comes done. back to what, what do you know about your roster? So, not great. Not a great look. Not no, a great, I, I'm not on, a great I'm still uh, in decision. I'm still in disbelief. I'm in disbelief for several reasons. But also, you throw in the fact that Mike Trout is still sitting there, albeit injured. Like, what does Trout think this offseason? If... 
if and when Otani leaves, does Mike Trout finally throw in the white towel? And it's like, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, he seems like he's happy and everything. Yeah. But is he? Like, if I was Mike Trout, I'd be like, you know what, guys? It's been grand here, but please move me. Some some players, though, Jamie, and you know this. I'm sure there's some examples in hockey. Some players look at it and say, look, I'm not going anywhere. This is the team that drafted me. This yeah. is the team that developed me. We think from an outsider's perspective, like, hey, just go. Get out of there. Get Larry Fitzgerald never never left the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, but at least he got to a Super Bowl. He did get to a Super Bowl, didn't win one, but he had opportunities, he to, and he kept re-up, and he wanted, team has never wanted done anything, to be there. Anthony, he's never done anything with Mike Trout there. Yeah, I'm with you. If I'm but Mike some Trout, teams, some players think that but, way. But okay, that's my. Then I have a problem with Mike Trout. I do. What player of his ability has gotten to the top of the game like he has and doesn't want to push forward? Doesn't push the team to one keep Otani and go get real players or trade him because he's tired of this losing crap. Mm-hmm. Like the best ones in the game have that competitiveness. They don't just oh, I'll just ride it out. They drafted me and we're good. I don't know. I don't know anything to be true. I don't know Mike Trout or what he's thinking. But for me, if I was Mike Trout, I'd be pushing to be a part of a winner, either sure. growing one with our organization or going elsewhere at this point. Ray mm-hmm. Bork did it. Ray Bork was the most com- one of the most competitive players ever in the NHL. The most dedicated Boston Bruin, maybe in ever, close to it, in the argument, okay? He finally said, I want to go win. And the Bruins did him a solid and traded him to the Avalanche and what happened? They won. They won a Stanley Cup. Mike Trout could do the same thing if he really wants it. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Uh, Marsh isn't buying something with the Cardinals next year. What's that, hot dogs? Oh, no, no, he'll buy hot dogs. Uh, no, he's not buying that this Cardinals team is even going to compete next year. He'll tell you why next oh, on 101 ESPN. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So even though this season has been complete dog crap for the Cardinals, who are now 55 and 71 on the year, there's still some optimism for next year. You've got a good offense. You've got some nice young players in, in Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker and Nolan Gorman. And even though the Cardinals should do the smart thing and check in to see if Paul Goldschmidt would uh, be willing to waive his no-trade clause to get some pitching in, everybody seems kind of optimistic about next year. Rough division. Everybody but one, Jamie. <laughs> Everybody but one. Mm. Walked in the office today. Andrew Marsh said, sit down. I got something to say. I said, what's going on, Marshy? Not even hi. Welcome Not back. Not even hi. And Marsh looked right at me and he goes, I'm concerned about next year. I'm Which concerned. weird for Marshy to do that. Yeah. He goes, I'm concerned about next year. Mm-hmm. Marsh, you're concerned about them even competing next year. Yeah. What's got you, what's got you frazzled right now about the Cardinals? So sorry you call for up next these, year because obviously this year is just you call up these young players second half of the season no pressure right there's usually not a lot of pressure we saw last season the Cubs actually were one of the better teams in Major League Baseball when they were out of it right and mm-hmm. so you want to see a team sort of play 
good under pressure or not under pressure um, and see what that team will look like heading into next season. We saw that with the Blues this past year, their second half of the season. Granted, they weren't, you know, the best team in that stretch of games, but we saw a lot of promise there. It gets me excited for this upcoming year. I don't see any of that right now. I have a list of things. I don't trust Mo uh, with the offseason. What have we seen that gives me any confidence that they're going to get three good starting pitchers? Mind you, I, I think you could get three starting pitchers. Are they are they going to be good starting pitchers? So I'm concerned about that. Uh, the developing of pitchers, you know, Guillermo Zuninga. I mean, that guy. All he does is come up and you know have pretty good outings, and then oh, well, we're going to go ahead and send you back down. We're going to have this 40 year old pitch instead. <laughs> That's Showing not the action. promise, though, Marshy. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then the big one for me is is just injuries and consistency. Yeah, injuries and consistency. There's a lot, especially with the outfield. There, the, the, the outfield is is like, uh, it's a carousel right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, mind you, carousels were fun when we were younger. But you know, the older you get, yeah, they're not as fun. No, right? I don't like carousels, especially when no. it comes to my baseball team mm-hmm. and who's playing the field. So they have shown me nothing. That gets me excited for next year. Nothing. They just lost eleven to one to the Pirates. Yeah, it was rough. Um, you know, I too have started to wonder where the hell these three pitchers are going to come from. Now, Jamie, what? hear me out. Hear me out on this. <laughs> Marsh brings up a good point about the three pitchers. Yeah. Now, well, yeah. they'll get three. The, <laughs> they will get three. Right. It's the old. Payroll will go up, and it did. <laughs> eh. J- Jamie, you know, the more that I, I kind of read of, you know, I, I like to kind of take the pulse of Cardinals fans and where they're at. Th- this is a very intelligent fan base. We're assuming that the, that that other teams are just going to give you pitching. If I if I hear the Mariners one more time, if I hear Logan Gilbert brought up one more time, I think they should go after Logan Gilbert. I'm gonna punch whoever says it next. <laughs> <laughs> after Jamie's <laughs> <laughs> Logan Gilbert, why why would the Mar- why would the Mariners trade you Logan Gilbert? Well, they're definitely not trading them now. Why would they trade you any pitcher for that matter? Why would they trade you good young pitching? Why, why would, would anybody give you good young pitching? It, it, honestly, well, you this have is... to give them something good, young in return. Sure, right, and and I'm, the whole Nolan Gorman thing for for pitching. Why you you have developed, and I know the back thing is starting to get a little concerning. You developed a young, power hitting left hander, and now you're going to trade that guy for pitching because you messed up. You don't have an abundance of. Power hitting lefties. I know that you know people like Alec Burleson. Uh, Burleson's fine, but Burleson is is a DH. Mm-hmm. He is not. It, it, you have an abundance of second baseman that can also play the outfield. Like if you want to trade in a, a second baseman slash outfielder, fine. To me, I'm not trading Nolan Gorman for pitching because I can't figure out my pitching. You're either going to have to spend, spend big, roll the dice on another year, which is what they kind of did with Dexter Fowler, which wound up biting them. But this is the spot that you're in. 
You're going to have to make a, a free agent pitcher say, all right, well, this is the best deal. This is the best deal I'm getting. And chase the money a little bit. I'm not trading good young hitters that I developed in this organization finally for pitching because I blanked up my pitching. I'm not trading Gorman. But getting back to my other point, Jamie, where are you going to – which team is going to give you – which contending team is going to give you good young pitching? Why does it have to be a contending team? Which team, period? Okay. Because how about the Nationals? Because you bring up a good point. The Nationals are not a good team. They've got they've got some decent pitchers. Josiah Gray, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Gore, guys that they acquired from other teams for guys like Juan Soto and the other the other dudes that they traded. Trey Turner, Max Scherzer. What is Lucas Giolito's deal? He's done. So I he's know, a free agent. I know he's been pitching underhand since he's been out with the Angels. Yeah. But but apparently nobody can pitch for the Angels. Except for a guy named Shohei Otani. They're the yes. Yeah, yeah. He's He's the Tom Brady. Yeah, that you don't even include. But Tom that, Brady. that's where I go with this. You know, Lucas Giolito could be available. He's not having a great end to his season, so the price might be in the range of the Cardinals based upon. I'm sure he'll ask for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's a guy that that's out there. I, I go back to Aaron Nola and and Blake Snell. Those are the guys that I think you have to pony up for. And then the third guy, I don't care. Go get a go get a Lance Lynn esque. Type Rich Hill esque type guy to put in your rotation. Why? Well, yeah. Why not? Why not take a flyer? Why not take a one year flyer on a guy? That's what I'm saying. And I'm not even. Ta- I'm. I'm talking about somebody that had at one point top end stuff that kind of lost his way. Or one year deal. Injured. You've got a absolute plethora of young pitchers that are looking to battle for starting time in yeah. the rotation. You don't have to commit to any of those guys. You sign a guy if he's not good. If let's say it's, let's say it's Rich Hill, just because because mm-hmm. we always use his name in jest and whatnot. Let's say it's Rich Hill, and he's not what you think he's going to be. You have enough arms now that you can get through that. Mm-hmm. If you go and just get two guys and then you rely upon your young arms, that's where you make a mistake. Right. Go get three guys. Then maybe your young arms push. Is maybe Zach Thompson, all of a sudden, he's continuing his trend upward, and all of a sudden, he's the guy. So what? Right. So then Rich Hill, you DFA or put him in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. A guy like that. Like, big deal. It's a one-year deal. Yeah. I, you got you to you gotta get three guys, but I, I just don't know. To Marsh's point, the, what what in Mosaic's record here in free agency gives you confidence? Nothing does. I mean, it's been bad. Nothing does, but he's also never been in this situation. And I'm not defending Mo. I'm not defending Mo. But I, I'm still waiting to see what he does. I'm not here able to judge him on something that hasn't happened yet. As far as this team being in crisis mm-hmm. this year, this is the worst team in a long, long time. Now, has he screwed up other off-seasons and not gone again? Yes. Yes. Yes, he's missed the boat, 100%. But it has never jumped up and bit him like this because the team still makes the playoffs. They're still a competitive team Mm -hmm. in the NL Central. This, they're not. They're not even competitive in the NL Central this year. So I am waiting to see what Mo does, how he reacts. And if he craps the bed, then we know exactly what's going on. We know what we're in for at that point. But what, you know, Mo said he's going to go get pitching at the deadline. What did he do? He got pitching. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is all that going to pay off? I don't know, to be determined. But he went and no. did what he said he would do. 
So if he says he's going to go get three starters in the offseason, I'm sure anxious to see what he qualifies as three starters and what kind of money they're willing to spend. But I'm going to let him go and make his decisions. And if they're poor decisions, then again, we know what Mo is incapable of doing. We'll also see what ownership is going to do. Like, let's let's not just put this all on Mo. And Jamie, you and I have had this discussion. I feel like you and I are on the same page mm-hmm. here. If ownership goes to Mo and says, we're going to give you about 20 mil to spend total, he's not going to be able to get three get, starters. He's going to get Miles Michaelis. Yeah, he's going to he's he's going to have to spread that money out and 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 well, he's not even going to get Miles Michaelis. He's going to get a couple of Steven Matts. Correct. Well, I didn't, and even that. I mean, this is I know this is on ownership to say we uh, we do not want to see what we're seeing right now at Bush Stadium, which is a lot of red seats. It's been and very good, noticeable too. And good for you, Cardinals fans. You know, you could talk about it. There's a lot of Cardinals fans like media needs to hold them accountable. No, you need to hold them accountable. Because every time you go or don't, actually, I said, anytime you don't go, you're sending a bigger message than what a couple of yahoos like Jamie and I can talk about on the radio. When you're, when you're the DeWitts and you're looking out and you're seeing nothing but empty red seats, that is a bigger message than what Jamie and I can do four hours a day. Monday through Friday. And I actually believe, I believe the DeWitt family wants to be a winning team again. Sure. I do. Will they pony up $35 million a year for a starter? I don't know that to be true or not true. But again, I don't believe, and I, I'm, memory's trying to serve me correctly here, but, and I can be corrected if I'm wrong. Trust me, I, I don't care. I don't believe the DeWitt family has had to endure a season like this before. No, As, as no. the ownership group. Yeah, they haven't. So this again is a sla- like this. this is a slap in the mouth too. You know the the Cardinals make good money, the revenue's good, they do they have a great business down there. But this has been a moment where they don't like it. Yeah. I can guarantee they don't like it. You can say what you want about the Duets, they don't like losing. They don't ha- like having a team that seems to be an embarrassment. This is a monumental offseason. Monumental. So they've got to somehow open up the checkbook and Mo's got to spend it properly. But I do think he still has to go get at least one big fish. Like Shohei. That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Salter. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Bring him in. Okay. Just give me the checkbook. I'll get it done. Get it done. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Which NFL teams will make the biggest jump in 2023 and why? We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Which NFL teams will make the biggest jump in 2023 and why? Now, there is some criteria criteria that Marsh put in place for us. Losing record or third or fourth place in the division. So, a year ago, Marsh, this is what you're saying, right? They've had to, they had to yes. either have a losing record hmm. or they were in third or fourth place in the division. So, it's not like mm-hmm. you can, uh, Jamie, take a playoff team from last year and say, they're going to improve. Right, like... You know, there were some divisions that were really bad last year, and they had a losing record, and they were in second place. So I just wanted to make sure that, you yeah. know, we we end up getting all uh, everything out there. Yes. All right. So, Marsh. So what's the first question, Anthony? Or Marshy, you got this? No. Well, this is the, okay. So which which NFL teams? Yeah. Will make the biggest jump okay. in twenty twenty three. But again, they've had to have a, a losing record last year Clearly. or finish in third or fourth place. Okay. Yeah. This one's easy. Go ahead. This one's easy? Oh, this is an easy one. Okay. Go ahead, Anthony. I'm actually you've you've actually teased you teased me. Yeah. Jamie. Mm. He does that a lot. Yeah. Anthony likes it. No doubt. You want me to go first? Oh, you always want to finish first, so go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Mm. The Falcons. Oh, I'm ah. dead serious on this. I'm How dead serious. Be- they're se- they're seven and ten last and year. You said, "Oh, they're going to get eight wins." Wow, what a dra- what a dramatic turnaround! I did not say they're going to get eight wins. You did. They went seven that was and your ten. Bet. They won seven and ten last year. I think they go. They either win nine or ten games this year. I think uh, you know what? They flipped the record. They're going to go ten and seven. So they're going to win ten. A dramatic games. turnaround for you. This was a last place team last year. Yeah, they not really. It was a second place team last year. There were seven and ten. Yeah, Jamie. so were three other teams in, in the division, division. <laughs> in the worst division in football. They were tied for second place. They're disqualified, Anthony. Losing record. Marshy? I mean, by the tie-breaking procedures, they were in fourth place. Thank you, Marsh. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't go ten and seven because I'm not trying to spend not 24 kidding. hours at Waffle House. You are though. As long as they don't go the same as <laughs> for those that, for those that don't know. For those that don't know, Marsh and I got in a, into a back and forth <sighs> a couple of weeks ago about his Vikings and my Falcons. So we decided, and I, t- I said Marsh, I go, Marsh, the Falcons are going to have a better record than the Vikings this year. Mm. Marsh said, I'll, t- I'll take that deal. So we, had, we, we incorporated some listeners, and the listeners say, what? the loser needs to do the, wa- the Waffle House Challenge, which is you have to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House, but... For each waffle that you eat, you get to knock down an hour. So if you have 10 waffles, it's 14 hours. Jamie thought he was scot-free. This was between Marsh and I. It wasn't my fight. And now I'm in it. If the Vikings and Falcons finish with the same amount of wins, Mm -hmm. Jamie's got to do the Waffle House Challenge. So that's the deal. But hear me out on this, okay? I'll eat 24 right away and just barf. You might. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) I'm doing it. Hear me out on this. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing I can combat. I, I, Desmond Ritter, nothing we can do there. Okay, they got a bad quarterback, or they, they've got a questionable quarterback because we don't really know what he is. They've got one of the best run blocking offensive lines in football. They've got three running backs. 
One is Bijan Robinson. Man, he looked good in preseason. First run was 12-yard 12-yard burst. They got Tyler Algier, who set the franchise rookie running back record a year ago with with over ten with over a thousand yards. Cordell Patterson is still there. He's still my favorite. He's my favorite. Cordell Patterson. Yeah. They they don't have wide receiver depth, but they've got Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Pitts coming off the injury. But again, that that running game is going to be is going to keep them in most games. Mm-hmm. The defense was a sore spot last year. They spent a ton of money to bring in Jesse Bates and Calais Campbell. And they traded for Jeff Akuda, former third overall pick by the Lions a couple of years ago. The defense should be improved. Caden Ellis they brought in. I think that that is a team in a bad division that can go from 7-10 to to 10-7 and challenge the Saints for the division crown. All righty. Okay. Jamie, who's your team? Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, they're in a division that Quite honestly, it, it's I don't know what to expect. Everyone wants the Lions to be the top dog or top cat, I guess, in that division. It's a big cat. Very big. Um, and I sure, they will be. The Vikings, I don't know. I don't know what they've got there. The Packers, completely undetermined what Jordan Love and the Packers will be. Justin Fields has gotten all of the praise here. The Chicago Bears are turning it around. I think they finished second in the division to the Lions with a drastic turnaround um, where probably end up with 11 wins. No. Yeah. You're saying the Bears 11 wins? I thought you were going to go seven wins. 11. 11? 11 fell out of your mouth. Look at their schedule. They got the blessing. From three wins to 11? They got a blessing of having a number of games that are absolutely winnable. They got the Buccaneers. Who's the quarterback? Rex Grossman. Whoa! Oh, Rex Grossman Justin got some fields. Got he's them the, to a Super Bowl. Yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. He's the, odd, <laughs> he's the odds-on favorite for the MVP this year. Justin Fields should not be the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. Uh, that is asinine. Oh, easy, Kirk. They got the Packers, the Buccaneers, and the Broncos. They do have an easy schedule. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, uh, okay, Anthony, I'll, I'll do much. Uh, wins. Ten wins, okay? I still. Okay, Marsh, go ahead. At least ahead. I I'm went out on a limb. Oh, they're going to get two more wins than what they had last year. Three. Three oh, more wins. It was way off. I bet the Bears don't even get to 500. The, I, I agree. I think the Bears will win more games than last year, but mm-hmm. they're not. they will not be over 500. Oh, that's a big jump. They the, that's you know a why huge he says jump. the number one overall pick. You know why he says that? Yeah, because he's a Vikings he's fan. He's a Vikings fan. He just he's trying to will. No, it. because I've watched that organization for the last Screw twenty up. years. Have you seen them in training camp this year? <sighs> it's a big difference. <laughs> Go ahead, Marsh. Uh, I am also oh, going with a team in the <laughs> NFC South. I'm going with Anthony's favorite or second favorite team uh, in that division. The New Orleans Saints, who were 7-10 and 10 last year, I guess tied for second, but technically they were in third place. Uh, they have a better quarterback than they did last year in Derek Carr. I actually saw Jameis Winston throw a nice ball the other day. Did you? Yeah, so if Derek Carr goes down, I think James, famous Jameis can, can step up. You do? He's he's a he's a decent quarterback. He's a serviceable. He's a serviceable ba- serviceable backup. Is he? Compared to some of the teams, yeah, he is. Have you seen his videos on 
on oh, Twitter. Yes, I have he does uh, the shake and bake he does. around the, he's, he's, the defenders. It reminds know. me of P.K. Awesome. Subban when he does his hockey yeah. videos. I don't know why he showed that video. I'm like, what? That's not really that impressive. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what what that it was. It just shows but. that he intends to be completely under pressure the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think they have a better quarterback, Michael Thomas. Cross my fingers. Maybe he'll have a healthy season. Hmm. But when he's healthy, he, he he's a good wide receiver. He used to be one of the most dominant wide receivers in the game. We have Chris Olave coming back for his second year. I think he's going to be a star wide receiver for this team. And uh, again, they're in a terrible division. So I I think that they're going to have a huge jump. I don't think the Panthers are go- going to do anything. We talked about that last week yeah. with Frank Reich. Bryce, Bryce Young might not end the year healthy with how bad that offensive line is. I agree. So I don't think they're going to compete. Uh, so I think the Saints will, will have a big jump. I do believe they're going to be better than the Falcons. You said the Falcons are what? Going to get 10 wins? Mm-hmm. So I think the Saints end up getting 12. 12 or 13. I could Probably see it. 12. I, I think the Saints, as Marsh, you had mentioned, I, I'm very high on the Saints this year. The, the, that is their division to win. Bottom line. You got Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going to have a defense this year mm-hmm. for the first time in his NFL career. And he is a quarterback that is more than capable of leading that team to the playoffs, maybe even winning a playoff game or two. You're going to host. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You're going to host one. You win the division, you're going to host a game. And who knows, right? Who knows how everything's going to shake shake out. And then in an NFC that is just, I mean, it, it, it is down overall. You never know with the Saints this year. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. Let's do the Rumble Strip next. Marsh collected some some stories from around the sports world that uh, eh, some some human beings not in not in good shape, mm. and I don't mean health wise. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. This is bad. This is very, very bad. Before we get into the Rumble Strip with Andrew Marsh, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We have your chance to win a pair of lawn tickets to see Shine Down with special guest Papa Roach next Sunday night, September 3rd at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Text in to score free tickets to Shine Down now at 314-399-9646. You got to have the correct answer to our trivia question, though. Jamie and I were talking earlier about Shohei Otani, which led us to the trade of Babe Ruth. Jamie asked me what Babe Ruth was traded for. <laughs> Can't remember. What did I say? Mm. What did I say Babe Ruth was traded for? If you have the correct answer, 314-399-9646. I mean, you kind of gave two answers, but we'll take yeah, the, what's first the first one. one? <laughs> what's the first one? <laughs> If you have the correct answer to that question, you're the 101st texter at 314-399-9646. You're going to go see Shine Down and Papa Roach next Sunday night. And you can also find a bonus chance at winning free tickets for the show right now on the 101 mobile app. Get all the details at 101ESPN.com. All right, Marsh, what do you got in the Rumble? Who do you have in the Rumble strip today? All right, let's give a, a little update on Wander Franco. Uh, per an agreement between Major League Baseball and the MLB 
MLBPA. Wander Franco has been placed on administrative leave until further notice as MLB continues its ongoing investigation. Placement on administrative leave is not considered punitive. Under the Joint Domestic Violence, Sexual Assault, and Child Abuse Policy collective bargained by MLB and the MLBPA, uh, basically Wander Franco will retain his or will continue uh, to be paid his $2 million salary while he's uh, uh, on this administrative leave. So that's a little update on Wander Franco. Uh, not looking good for him. He's probably played his, his final game in Major League Baseball. Wow. In my opinion. We'll see, right? I mean, this doesn't look good. This no. could have been a very quick uh, situation. You know, J- Jamie, when you and I discussed this last week, when the Fr- Wanda Franco news first came out, we had thought, okay, if if there is a situation, and we've seen this before, I'm not I'm not minimizing anything here, no. but we have seen this before, where an athlete has been accused of something, or an entertainer, or an entertainer has been accused of something, and it is a clear money grab for that person, the person that's doing the accusing. There have also been other situations where, like in the Deshaun Watson case, he was accused, he denies it, and then a whole bunch of other people start to come out too. And while it while this Wander Franco situation isn't the same as the Deshaun Watson deal, there are multiple people now that are coming out and saying similar things which is causing Major League Baseball to do an even deeper dive here. Yeah. This, this, I agree, Marsh, this does not look good for Wander mm-hmm. Franco, but it, we're, still, we're still in a situation here where it's kind of wait and see. Yeah, and just to kind of continue on the path that you said, Anthony, if, if it was obvious that there was no wrongdoing at this point, one, they wouldn't do this. They wouldn't move him to this administrative leave yeah. thing. They would be like, ah, this is... A hoax, a money grab, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you want to call it. There's more to it. Yeah. There's more to it. And I fear that there's going to be even more come out of all of this. And I don't fear it for Wander Franco because if that's the case, then you absolutely deserve what you get. I fear that there's maybe other minors involved in. You fear for the victims. 100%. Yeah. And so. Uh, I'm not anxiously awaiting to see how, how this is because I think it's a, an awful situation. Um, but I, I, I would agree with you guys that I think this guy, he's done at least for the foreseeable future. I, mm-hmm. I, you can never say he's gone forever because he's so young right now. And as we know, pro sports is very forgiving in, mm-hmm. in some instances. Um, although I don't know how you could be in this situation, but... Yeah, I think he's done. You know, and this this administration administrative leave, the policy is collectively bargained between the league and the union. So Major League Baseball and the players union, this is one area where they are on the same side here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that need to be collectively bargained and some of it is you say, "Okay, we'll give you this, you give us that," especially when there when it comes to a labor dispute which we had a couple of years ago. This is very clear. Now, it could be challenged by a player and brought before an, an arbitration panel. But otherwise, this is a situation where Major League Baseball, i.e. the league, and the players' union say, yeah, 
if there's any situation where it's an investigation like this, like what's going on in Juan Franco, he's placed on administrative leave until further notice. So, in other words, Major League Baseball and the Players Union, they're not going to screw around here. Mm -hmm. And this could be a very lengthy process. Well, you know who was screwing around and has been for quite some time is Antonio Brown. Transition. Florida police have ordered to arrest Antonio Brown after a judge ruled he missed another child support payment per the report. Uh, he missed a $15,000 payment to his ex, and that is on top of him not paying all the players from the uh, arena football team that uh, he was owning yeah. a few what, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, just another chapter in the Antonio Brown saga. This guy's a disaster. He's a disaster. I don't know if he's got mental health issues. We were led to believe that he could have some mental health issues. He needs help. Period. Dot. He needs somebody to help him organize his life or whatever. I don't know if he's got any money left. I don't know if he's gone through all of his money. He seems like the type of individual with his erratic behavior that could potentially have nothing left in the bank at this point. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it before from from intelligent, hardworking players where the well runs dry. They've made some bad decisions and they've got nothing left let alone a guy that seems so erratic buying arena football league team and getting involved in other ventures. And then he's paying off a whole bunch of things that have happened that, you know, he denies that have happened, but he's paying people off to keep quiet or to go away. And now he's got child support payments. I don't forgive anybody for missing a child support payment. Yeah. Yeah, It's not about you. The kid did nothing to you. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't like the mother. You don't get along anymore. That's fine. I get it. You're mad about all that, but the money's for the kids. Yeah. Pay your damn child support. Antonio Brown, ever since he left Pittsburgh, this is a repeated behavior with, with him. And at, at every step, it has been about Antonio Brown. This is somebody, well, I don't know him personally. I'm just going off of the multiple reports that have come out since he left the Steelers. And they've all been about Antonio Brown. He is a guy that thinks the rules don't apply to him. Society rules don't apply to him. Team rules don't apply to him. Antonio Brown just does whatever the blank he wants. Mm-hmm. And that has been the case over and over and over again. He get he gets a, multiple opportunities with different teams. He gets with the Patriots. Tom Brady welcomes him into the house. All that. Then the reports surface that, you know, he has some, uh, some other off-the-field stuff. Patriots immediately re- uh, release him. He gets a third opportunity with, with the Buccaneers Tom and Tom Brady, he Super who he sewers. And then goes on to sewer. You know, a year or so later, walks off the field, got the shirt off and all that. He's walking. It it is only it has been about the rules don't apply to Antonio Brown. Yeah. Mm. Well, hopefully he gets what he deserves now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire up chips. No. Uh, oh what? <laughs> <laughs> thought we we're gonna make. Thought we we're gonna make it through. <laughs> uh, I totally forgot about it. Without too. mentioning my chips. Yeah. <laughs> No, no one's safe. Not even, nah. not even your alma mater, Anthony. Anthony, I'm sorry. That has to hurt. It does. We don't have many. Okay. We don't have many. Uh, it's like least. Thunder Dan Marley, Eric Fisher, and Antonio Brown. Nah, you you got know the, the backup for the for the Cowboys. Cooper Rush. Cooper yeah, Rush. the Coop Show. Coop Show. And you uh, know, uh, before he went to Wisconsin and actually made a name for himself, uh, JJ Watt. There you go. JJ Watt was a tight end for CMU. Mm. At, uh, See, I didn't even know that. I always year. associate him with Wisconsin and not, no, not no, CMU. No, he was a chip. Yeah. He was a chip. Yeah, maybe. Okay. 
Uh, last thing here, Jason Kelsey, out of all people, uh, you know, he's got a podcast with, with Travis, which is really which funny. Which is really good. Did you, see the Julian, good. did you see the Julian Edelman yes. conversation? It was incredible. They were great. I um, love it. There has been some some stories, and I wish I could play the audio on the radio because yeah, it's so lot. funny, but they, they do curse a lot. But they those guys are hilarious. They are. Anyways, he started and not, a brawl. And not in an annoying way where no. like you're trying to be funny. They're just naturally funny. 100%. They Jason feed off Kelsey one makes another. that podcast. He he steers the ship really well. He makes that podcast. He because does. he's just, the way his personality is, the way he delivers some of the funny stuff and the yeah. jokes and the stories. I mean, I love Travis Kelsey too, but mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey, like, it, I guess maybe because it's so unexpected, because he's kind of a very quiet guy. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy the heck out of him. You know, he and he steers the ship well. As somebody mm-hmm. that you know, like the, the driver, Jamie, you've you've driven shows before. I'm dri- I'm driving, you know, this show. He does a great job of asking questions Keep and going moving. back. You know, yep. yeah. Go ahead. Marsh. Anyways, he started a brawl uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, between the, uh, of course, the Eagles and the Indianapolis Colts uh, at a joint practice, which cut the sessions uh, short. The melee was sparked when Jason Kelsey blindsided Zaire Franklin at the end of the play as he dropped the Colts linebacker to the ground. And I guess because Franklin was getting a little extra physical with uh, Kenneth Gainwell, their running back on consecutive plays. At the end, though, Kelsey did. He ended up taking ownership of his actions. He said the hit was a cheap shot. So, um, but Jason Kelsey start starting yeah. brawls. What's I going love on? You love it. I love the fact yeah. that he said, yeah, it was a cheap shot. I own it. You, yeah. know, you know what he's telling the other team or any other team at that point? I'll do the same to you. Right. You want to screw around? I'll do it. Yeah, it's a cheap shot. I know what it is, but it's coming if you yeah. screw with my guys. Yep. Uh, he's a, he's he's a leader. Yeah, he is. It's, he's like one of those. A, he's beloved, man. Yeah. What a perfect city for him, too. Oh man. What, he's a, a god there. He's yeah. got to be. Yep. There's a lot of accountability in that Eagles locker room. I was I, I was reading a, an article about Jalen Hurts, who after the Super Bowl went into the locker room and insisted that his teammates blame him for the loss, hmm. and one of the staff members came up to him after the fact and basically said, you know, this isn't verbatim, but, you know, you're the reason why we're here. And he was just like, you know, blinking right. Like, let's go. Like, we're going to get back at it next yeah. year. So, that I mean, that's a reason why I think they're going to go back to the Super Bowl. But They're loaded. Anyways. That's one of the best rosters in football. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We'll get the gauntlet next. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
Gauntlet. Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN 404. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh and Anthony Salter. We welcome in Mike to the gauntlet. What's up, Mike? How's it going, guys? Doing great. First time in the gauntlet? Uh, in this version. I was in uh, version 1.0 when Brad was still around. Did you play meet? I did not. I beat Brad and lost to Jamie. Uh-oh. Is I know this, where this is headed. Mike, is this a revenge <laughs> spot for you? You know what? I don't think it's going to be. Anthony, you're coming off vacation. I'm going to try to catch you off guard a little bit. Okay, I like that. That's, That's a good well strategy. Played. It is. Absolutely. Well All right, Mike. Good luck, man. Thank you. I mean, Anthony's head really hasn't been in it. Oh, sorry, Anthony. <laughs> He's not in this code silence. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> All right, Mike. Anthony's gone, so got to tell our guy, Marshy, to spin the wheel. Spin it, Marshy. All right, Mike, what do you want to see? I want to see baseball, but let's see how it goes. Okay, what do you not want to see? Uh, probably football. Okay, now, are you, you're an avid listener to the fast lane? Yeah. Okay, what category does Anthony always get? Isn't it random? No. Hockey. Ah, uh, okay, okay. You got hockey, my friend. Anthony's gonna I'll take it. He's gonna flip because he's. I think he's gotten hockey like thirteen times or something like that. Here, let me just check. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's crazy. Every time Anthony plays, the wheel almost goes hockey. He actually has had it thirteen. Thirteen times. times. He's three and ten. Oh my goodness, <laughs> three and ten. So I, I like your odds. Okay, Mike. All right, there's All right, four, four questions. Uh, if you don't use the options and you answer it correctly, that's two points. If you answer correctly using the options, one point. Of course, you get it wrong, you get it wrong. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. All right, buddy, here we go. Question one. Yarimer Yager played for nine different NHL teams in his career. Who was the only central division team he played for? Nashville. Final answer? Yes. Question number two. The Montreal Canadiens have won a record 23 Stanley Cup championships. Which team is second with 13? Oh, Toronto. Maple Leaf, final answer. All right, buddy. Question three. Aside from the original six teams, which team has made the playoffs more than any other team in NHL history? Uh... Penguins come to my mind first. Um, you know what? Let's just let's keep this rolling. Pittsburgh Penguins, final answer. Wow, not messing around. Question number four. Which Blues defenseman logged the most time on ice last season? <sighs> which defense? Just NHL overall? No, which Blues, which blues defenseman? defenseman? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah, which Blues defenseman? Um... I'll go with Pareko. Final answer. All right, Mike, let's get uh, Anthony back in here. I don't know where he is. Uh, apparently, Unbelievable. Apparently he went to Tinkle. I don't know. We're, we're sending him. Oh, he's running. Right now he's running. He's got to watch his hamstrings. All right. We got Anthony back in here. 
Uh, huffing and puffing a little bit. It was quite the sprint. Uh, Anthony, what happened there? Where, what was I was talking on? to our boss. So. Oh, were you? Yeah. Was he located in the bathroom? No, he was not. Oh, okay. No, he was at the end of the hall, and uh, the only thing he said to me was, Jamie, bring your playbook after the show. Oh, again? Yeah. All right. Hmm. All right. Well, Anthony, you better pack a lunch. Okay. What's that mean? You never seen Jamie. that? Jamie will find out. Oh, I know. I've canned it in once a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony, here we go. Yarmer Yager. No. It's for real. <laughs> really? Yep. We, yeah. uh, you got hockey. We told Mike that you get hockey a lot. I said, oh, I think it's about 13 times. It is 13 times. Do you know what your record is? Uh, I probably have five wins. So well, five, no. and, five and eight. Mm, mm. Three and ten. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, I told Mike that uh, I like his chances. All right. all right, question one, Anthony. Yarmer Yager played for nine different NHL teams in his career. Nine. What a suitcase. Who was the only Central Division team he played for? The only Central Division team that he played for. That's correct. Uh, options, please. Was it? The Dallas Stars, the Arizona Coyotes, or the Minnesota Wild? I don't remember him playing for any of these teams. He did. I was there. Stars, Coyotes, and who? Wild. Um. Hmm. I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with the Wild. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Wild. Final answer. Question number two. The Montreal Canadiens have won a record 23 Stanley Cup championships. Which team is second with 13? Second. It's the Montreal Canadiens. 13. Uh, options, please. Your options are the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Detroit Red Wings, or the Boston Bruins. I want to say Toronto. That was the first, that was the first team I thought of, but boy, it's been a while for them. I'm going to go with the Red Wings, though. Red Wings, final answer. They've won a lot. All right, Anthony, question number three. Aside from the original six teams, which team has made the playoffs more than any other team in NHL history? Aside from the, the six? Yeah, the excluding six? the original six teams. Which team? Options, please. I got, an, I got a thought in mind, but I want to see if they're on an option. Philadelphia Flyers. Not who I thought of. The New York Islanders. Not who I thought of. The St. Louis Blues. Not who I thought of. Islanders, final answer. In question number four, which Blues defenseman logged the most time on ice last season? Um, it's got to be Falk. Justin Falk, final answer. All right. 
let's go over this. Let's start at question three. Man. Aside from the original six teams, which team has made the playoffs more than any other team in NHL history? Mike, you went with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm. That's who I thought of. <laughs> Anthony, you used the <laughs> options. You said the New York Islanders. They won four Stanley Cups. You know, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. The answer but. is. Boy, that's tough. It is tough. It's the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues! Mm. 45 times. Shame on both of you, by the way. How many times the Islanders make it, though? Not 45. Okay. All right. Uh, zero, zero after one. Let's go to question two. The Montreal Canadiens have won a record 23 Stanley Cup championships. Which team is second with 13? Mike, without the options, said Toronto Maple Leafs. Ah, that's what I thought of. Anthony, with the options, said the Detroit Red Wings. Answer is... Well, their last Stanley Cup was in 1967 the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm, Mike, up 2 nothing after 2. Question number 1. Yarmer Yager played for 9 different NHL teams in his career. I thought I was bad. Mm. Who was the only Central Division team he played for? Mike, without the options, he said Nashville. Anthony, with the options, you said the Minnesota Wild. Answer is... He played 34 games for the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. So 2-0 after 3 for Mike. Final question of the day. Which Blues defenseman logged the most time on ice last season? Mike, you said Colton Pareko. Anthony, you said Justin Fulton. Without the options, both of you. If Mike is correct, he obviously wins. If Anthony is correct, we go to a walk-off. Mm-hmm. If it's the third option, which was Nick Letty, Mike wins. Mm. The answer is... Justin Falk. Wow. Walk it off. We got to walk off. We got to walk off. Wow. 2-2, final here. We're going into overtime. Sudden death. Oh, man. Here's how it works, Mike. We got a question that we'll ask both of you at the same time. Mike, do not answer at all. Anthony will write his answer down. As soon as he writes his answer down, we're going to come to you for your answer, Mike, and we need it quickly so that our listeners don't think for some reason you're cheating, which we'll never think that, but, you know, the listeners are tough on everybody. Do you understand, Mike? I understand. Let's do it. All right, buddy. By the way, this question is is worded in a certain way that could confuse NHL career. We're doing NHL yes. career because Yammer Yager is still playing hockey. Yeah, he's still right playing. Now. He's a se- 73 years old. He's still playing. He's oh, not boy. 73. He's playing for his team in Czech. But here's the question How many NHL games did Yammer Yager play in his career? Oh, boy. Uh, <clears throat> Anthony's writing vigorously here. Okay, Anthony's got his answer in here. Mike, what's your answer? I'll go uh, Jesus. 1,700. 
All right. <laughs> Played a lot of games. That's for sure. <laughs> not the not not that many though. I'm not sure. All I know is we don't need a calculator to figure this one out. I don't know which way it could go, Anthony. You I never know, I, right? They overshot. Mm. <laughs> Who knows, right? 3,000 games. Yeah. Okay. Played nine years. I mean, yeah. I played 14. Didn't get to 3,000. He's still playing. Yeah, he is, but NHL games. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Mike. You have chosen wisely. <laughs> yeah. What's the answer? The answer is 1,733. But, I mean, when you, you look at his minor league career, when you look at, at his... It's not even close. Okay. It's not even close. Anthony with Mr. 3,000 yeah. on this one here. <laughs> it's better than the number I thought you were going to go with. He played a long time. That's insane. Marshy, pull up oh. pull up his hockey DB. Hang on, Anthony. Pull up his hockey DB again. What's his total games, period? Uh, ooh, it doesn't... Give me a second. Well, let's do some quick math. It's 1783, right? 1733 plus what? Give me each season. All right, we got so this is with his check team, yeah. Claudno. Yeah. 39. Okay. 51. Yeah. He played one game in Italy. Of course he did. He played with Claudno again for 11 games. Okay. Then he this is hilarious. He played in Germany with the Schalker Sharks, okay. also known as the Stalter Sharks. Sharks yep. Uh, then he went back to the Czech, played 17 games, mm-hmm. went to Russia for 32, mm-hmm. uh, went to Russia again for 55, mm-hmm. for 51, for 49. All right. So he's and hovering around 2,100 2, games. We still we still got more, though. Thank you. I added a few in there, Marshy. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> no. Still not enough. No. Hey, Anthony, good try. Mike, great job, my friend. You'll be back tomorrow to play against Marshy or myself. Mm. Sounds good. Maybe I'll use the options tomorrow, you know? Yeah, you did go, you did go in here swinging. Not one option used, uh. which should count for something, but it doesn't. But either yeah. way, buddy, I appreciate you listening and playing. Gentlemen, we'll see you tomorrow. See, see you, Mike. Buddy. Take good care. job. See you, Mike. Right. Bye. 3,000. I don't know. It's not baseball. <laughs> Figured 82, 82 times a million, you know? He, it's right around 3,000. He, he left halfway through his career in the NHL, go play for Russia for a couple of years. Then he came back. So what? He's got nine nine seasons. He's played for 487 teams. My favorite team is the Stalter Sharks. Stalter Sharks over in Germany. I mean, <laughs> guy played a lot of games. Yeah, no, he did, Anthony. 82 games a year? Yeah. Do the math. Times, you know, 15 seasons. (laughs) Times 27 seasons. The 636 says Anthony had him at roughly 37 seasons in the NHL without missing a game. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, about 3,000. You're 3-11 now in hockey, Anthony. I'm sorry about that. Well, I mean, come on. No, you're... How many times? How many times are we going to spin hockey for me? We, We... I don't know. We actually start to cringe as it starts to get creep towards hockey we're like oh no i you know what i want to give you a fighting chance i i gave up again on the tiebreaker i did that's on me i should have had the 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 one that gets me is the is the maple leafs Ah, i knew it was the maple leafs i talked myself into the red wings because the maple leafs haven't won the red wings have had their success recently right still was only three cups that's it yeah recently 
Like in, in history, to- yeah. in history, I don't know what they have total, but I should. <clears throat> it's not. 13. I knew the Maple Leafs on that one, yeah. Especially was- when I got the. I thought Maple Leafs. I got the options Maple Leafs. Yeah. I talked myself into the Red you Wings. Did. Because the Maple Leafs are the Dallas Cowboys are of the NHL. Right now know? they are, yes. They so. haven't won a Stanley Cup since the Blues came into the NHL. Yes, that, that's, that's saying some, And they're still some second. Some call it the curse of the Blues. Yeah. That's the one that gets me. And like 11 other teams that came in at the same time. <laughs> if you like hockey, just pick me. If you if you know your hockey trivia, just pick me for the gauntlet. Mm. Because that wheel is going to spin hockey. The wheel hates you. The wheel hates me. I don't know why either. I mean, I kind of do, but whatever. All right, I'm going to take my anger out on people next Uh-oh. on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. I was I was looking at Katie Wu's athletic uh, article where she asked for mailbag questions, right? So you know, Derek, you'll see this with Derek Gould at stltoday.com. And uh, Katie does a great job with it, too. We say, hey, send in questions, and it could be a part of the, the mailbag segment. As I was kind of th- scrolling through some of the comments, I saw one that caught my eye. And it was watching the Cardinals Pirates game. So this was this whoever this was, this Cardinals fan was watching the Cardinals Pirates game last night and decided to So was I. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, thank you. So the person person submitted a uh it wasn't even a question, it was just a statement. Watching the Cardinals Pirates game, Pirates winning eight to one. Cardinals have four hits with a home run by Kisner with no one on base. This dot 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 is what launch angle and exit velocity gives you. Fire Mo and bring back Schilt with an apology. This is the epitome of a, a straw man argument. This this argument right here is as good as my gauntlet performance when the wheel spins hockey. Oh boy. Which is terrible, mm. as we know. It's not saying much. This argument right here is worth as as much as me giving you hockey advice in the gauntlet. <laughs> Do you know what the you know the top two teams right now in exit velo the combination of exit velo and launch launch angle guys? Do you know what the the top two teams are? The Braves. Braves are one. The Cardinals and the Rangers. I thought you were, I thought you were stomping me on that one. Nope. I thought you were going there. Do you know the two teams that have scored the most runs in Major League Baseball? Well, the Braves. The Braves and uh, the Rangers. And the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one. Come on. Out of all the things. What are you trying to say, Anthony? What I'm saying is, we've all seen The Water Boy, right? You've seen the movie The Water Boy. The documentary? The documentary. Yeah. About the water boy. Bobby Boucher. Yes. The, The kid who was scouted by a college football team in the in the in the bayous in Louisiana, who made the team and went on to lead that team to a victory. In the Mud Bowl. In the Mud Bowl. We've all seen the documentary, right? The epic comeback, too. The ep- epic comeback. 
We all know what his mother said, right? About the alligators? Well, not that one. It's so About football. Because they got all them teeth and they ain't got no toothbrush. It's a great point by her, but I'm referring to, Jamie, in the documentary mm. when the water boy when the water boy's mother said something about football. Football is for football is that's right, the devil. Oh. Technically it was foosball. 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 Is she meant football. She had the accent. It's the bourbon bowl, by the way. The bourbon bowl. Yeah, the, the mud, mud dogs. The mud dogs. <laughs> yeah, bowl. the that's mud right. bowl. That's we got something confused. else. Yeah. yeah. You think still, I remember still the damn bourbon eyes, bowl. Though. It's a bourbon bowl. That's right. The mud bowl. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> the bourbon bowl. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> this is what this argument reminds me of. Everything is the devil to you, mama! <laughs> Launch angle and exit velocity is the devil. Is it's, it? It's not about is launching. It? Like, it, like that's the offense. It's a damn launch angle and, and exit velo offense that they're running. That's the problem. No, they can't pitch. In good hitting and, offense. Yes, exactly. That's what they used to call it. That team's got a bunch of good hitters. Right. What are we? Do, what are we doing? Did you take the time to look it up at all, or did you write three thousand down on a whim? <laughs> It's better than the last one you made up. That was funnier, at least. That was better. (laughs) The top two teams, the teams that have scored the most runs in baseball, hit the ball with the the hardest exit velo and the right combination of launch angle. But... That, and and the, and you're blaming the Cardinals' struggles. Did you have you watched this year? But that's what the Cardinals want to do too, isn't it, Anthony? Yeah, it's what they want to do. Yeah, it's what they want to do. You're losing this year because you can't pitch and you can't defend. Run suppression. Mm. You're not good. You don't do anything well from that standpoint. You don't have good starting pitching. Your relief pitching has been suspect at at multiple times throughout the course of the year, and your defense took a massive step back. That is why you're 55 and 71. Not because of launch angle and exit velo. The top two teams in the league at scoring runs have the best combination of both. Now, if you want to, if you want to go down further, yes, the Yankees are in, the Yankees are in there. The Yankees Where are third. Are the Cardinals. The Cardinals are actually one, two, three, four, fifth. Fifth in exit so velo. I ask you that because what it does is it, it actually proves what you said to be the problem. It's not the offense. It's Correct. not the launch angle or the exit velo no. offensively. It's your pitching staff and for a, a big part of the year, the way you've defended. Correct. Let, let's. This is why I say it's straw man. Straw man invents a problem that doesn't exist so that you don't have to talk about the actual problem. You just blame it on something because that you don't you don't know what the actual problem is. In this case, the actual problem is your pitching and your defense. Run suppression. The Cardinals have scored, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14th. 14th in run scored this year. Is that where you want to be? No. Do they have, on that list, do they have how many runners left on base? Uh, I could look it up. Because I feel like the Cardinals are right at the top of the league for runners left on base. At one point they were okay, though, weren't they? Wasn't that, that was Brad's argument that at one point? That was early in the season. Yeah. That, that was early in the season. Yeah. I feel like every other inning, every other game, we're stranding two guys on base all the time. Sure. So, I don't like that. 
Marsh doesn't either. Marsh has said mm. that. Marsh has given up. I had a, a little nugget to share with you in the office. Maybe we'll get to that in the sports six-pack. Okay. Mm. Mm. Right. Not chicken nuggets either. I wish. Even though I did have chicken, chicken nuggets, nuggets for lunch today. What kind of nuggets did you have for them? The, just, you know, the informational nuggets. Kind of nugget. You Anthony, had, Anthony you had likes some, nuggets. Yeah, yeah some, for sure. You had some nuggets today, too. I did. I mm. walked in, man. The, yeah. the office smelled great. Yeah. Yeah, my nuggets were good. I thought, Jamie's going to give over some of his nuggets. You know, you didn't. You kept your nuggets to I yourself. I know you mm-hmm. wanted them, Anthony. Sometimes well, you just have to ask. Yeah, I don't want you know, I don't. Walk them right over and plop them on your desk. Mm. Okay, good. Thanks. You're welcome. I'll remember that for next time. Yeah. By the way, Yarmir Yager. too. You what? You can dip them in ranch. I don't too. want ranch. Not a big you like them straight up, huh? No, I want barbecue sauce or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't want ranch. Don't dip your nuggets in ranch and then give them to me. I won't Some like people them. really like that, Anthony. By the way, Yarmir Yager, about 1,700 games in his <laughs> career. <laughs> don't double. Don't double it. Just. Because you panicked. (laughs) (laughs) What an idiot I am. All right, it's the Fast Lane on 101 at ESPN. We're going to play Are You Sold next. Remember when Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Bud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl, do you? We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast line on 101 at ESPN. Time to play Are You Sold with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Here's Andrew Marsh. All right, gentlemen, are you sold on Drew Rahm starting once again for the Cardinals in the remainder of the season? Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sold on the first part of it. I'm sold on him making another start. I, I think if you're the Cardinals, you say, okay, forget that one last night. Going to give you another chance. Why would they been banged that? up because he was awful. Um you know, have another go at it, kid. Because, you know, he's down. You know, he's frustrated. Oh, you know, he's upset. Him, you know, I it, feel for him. That went sideways on him. Like, hey, forget that one. We're going to give you another start. For the rest of the season, though, no. No. One more start. I think it depends on how the next start goes for Drew Rom. If it looks more like what the, the staff has seen down in Memphis than it did certainly last night. Uh, with the injuries that have hit this rotation and the pitching staff overall, maybe they give him another crack at it. I mean, Libertor's on the 15-day IL. Right. So that lends me to believe he's, if he's still on the, this roster, that he's at, he's for sure going to get at least one more start, maybe two, before Libertor's back. Uh, I know I did it. Before he returns to the lineup. You hated that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Why? Okay. Are you sold <laughs> on Shaky Bakey as the Buccaneers starter? Oh, my goodness. I think he's the best of what they have. I so, would rather have yeah. Jacoby Brissett. I'd rather have, like, any other. Like, I'd rather have Jameis Winston. Honestly, Shaky Bakey, man, like, I just don't see it. I'm not happy. He can't that see. All. My middle child has got me yeah. just angry. Again. He can't see. He can see. Shaky bakey. Just not see. over his line. Yes. Does he need glasses or no? He's oh, not. No. He needs tall. about four or five oh, inches. Yeah. yeah. 
And he's it does no, make a difference. He sure no does. Drew Brees, where he's going to. I heard that, Jamie. You're good. Yeah. Just focus, Andrew. I know. I know. He's no Drew Brees where he's going to move within the pocket to buy himself not only time, but to find a throwing lane. He's not good at that. Mm. He couldn't see at Oklahoma. They made it work. And the Browns drafted him number one overall. But the, the, the guy is not, he's not an NFL quarterback. So... He's going to lead a bad Buccaneers team this year. Not going to lead them very well. But and, that roster is uh, actually not bad. If you put if you put a semi okay quarterback, you're you're in the playoffs in that division possibly. The O line's going to get him killed. I don't think he's going to have time to find Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He'll be forced out of the pocket. Well, how can he find them and if it'll he can't work see out them? Great. Both things are bad. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not good. I mean, he was pretty good on that best. Thursday night football game oh, and that boy. one drive at the end of the game for the Come Rams. Comeback kid, some are calling him. Yeah, where he ran that nine route or whatever you call it. Yeah, he didn't run the, the nine six, route. Seven, he threw eight. the nine route. Oh, he threw the nine route. Yes. Yeah. Stupid. It's not stupid. It's totally stupid. It's a route tree. Hmm. Why is a tree on the field? Okay. Are boy, you I'm sold harsh. on the Mets? Making a push for the final wild card spot. They are seven and three in their last ten games and six and a half out of that final wild card spot. No. There's no chance. No. There's no chance. Uh, right Absolutely here on not. record, there's no chance. No. At all. I am not sold on that. No. They'd have to count on so many teams being terrible. Like if they have a chance, so do the Cardinals. I said it. I said it. I think they the only reason why we're talking about this is because they just played the Cardinals. Well, seven yeah. and three in the last ten games. Yeah, they they took two They're of trending three. Trending upwards. I know the Pirates are a juggernaut to the Cardinals, but they they played the Pirates and the Cardinals over that span. Hey, and you can only Braves. play who's they beat on the Braves your schedule. last night. There you go. Best team in baseball. Because the Braves fell asleep for a day, yeah. for a night. They, they took the night off. See, you can't. If you're going to be a World Series team, you can't take nights off. No, you really. Can't. I don't think I'm not. I'm not going to have them winning the World Series this year. Your Cardinals, your Cardinals have taken a lot of time off this year. Oh, they. I don't think they even knew there was a season this year. I don't think so either. They didn't realize the season started. Yeah, they thought it was the COVID year. There's only 40 games. Right. Boys are 55 and 71. Woof. So disappointing. They're the, That's the terrible. Only the only team that is worse. In the National League, the Rockies. That's it. And the Rockies have a minus 169 run differential. Wow. Which that's, is surprising. They play at a ballpark where you think runs would. Yeah, against them. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. it works both ways. <laughs> Not great. Well, how about, the, how about the Padres? They're five and a half games out of that final wild card spot. And their run differential is plus 61. I have more faith in the Padres than the Mets. Hmm. The Giants are going to fall out of it. The Giants have been bad. Anthony, They've dropped uh, 7 of 10. We got a text here. You love these ones. From 314 says, Back in 11, what did you guys say about the Cardinals? They were done. They said Chris Carpenter as your pitcher. You they Chris were Carpenter. Done. Yeah, that's Jaime what we said. Garcia. Let's do this every year, shall we? 
Let's do this every, every year. year. Let's talk, I'm ready. Let's talk about a team that we said was done and actually was done. And you're going to throw the one example in our faces. You're going to throw the Tom Brady in our face. Really? Come on. You're going to throw the Blues in our face. What did you say about the Blues in 20? Yeah, they were done. You knew it, too. You yeah. all knew it. I believed. Ish. 2019. What did you say about the Blues in 20? They were done. <laughs> Blow it up. That's what's fun about it. Hmm. You're right, you gotta throw the Mets in my face, huh? I don't think so. The Mets? That team stinks. We'll just, we'll just see what happens, Anthony. They got a first baseman. They didn't realize what you do when a kid gets his first major league hit. Mm. What an idiot. <laughs> Total donkey. All right, guys, uh, last one here. Are you sold that uh. Ali Marmel is on the same page with the front office? Oh, I know he's on the same page as the front office. The front office chose him. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. The front the front office chose Mar- Marmel because they all agree. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong on this one, Anthony. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> I'm wrong on a lot, including I, how many games Yarmy Yager's played in his career. It's about 1,700. I don't understand. Uh, I'm not wrong on this one. Why Ollie takes so much heat? Uh, he's the manager, and he may—I guarantee—he doesn't always agree with some of the decisions that are coming from up above. Probably not. I think we'll find out when if Drew Rom does not start again for the Cardinals. I, I, that right there is telling you because Ollie Marmol said yesterday he would like to see him again. There are uh, look. I don't think that I think they're on the same page philosophy-wise. I don't think they're on the same page with every player. I can't imagine that Ali Marmel wants wants Tyler O'Neill on this roster moving forward. I think Tyler O'Neill is the it, it, Mo absolutely loves himself some Tyler O'Neill, loves him. But I don't think Ali would would choose to have Tyler O'Neill on the roster moving forward. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just I'm at some point they've got to give full control to Ali to either uh, thrive or fizzle as the manager. That's a good one. No, they, they have to. Yeah. Like at some point, if like quite honestly, this off season, if I'm Mo, Ollie Marmel is in all of my discussions when it comes to free agency and trades and, and minor league players and all. Hey, Ollie, bring in uh, Dusty Blaker, bring in Turner Ward. We're gonna we're gonna sit here collectively mm-hmm. and put a roster together with a a concept or what our vision is for this team. Yeah. We need you because you're the manager. If you don't believe in what we're putting on the field, how can you manage what you don't believe in? Right. I would have him involved in everything. And then if it doesn't work out, then you fire him. Yeah. Well said, Jimmy. Venmo. Venmo. Everybody. Did you say Venmo or Endmo? Endmo. My Venmo is... Careful. People then hack your Venmo. Right. What's trending is next. I want to win ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill and get a half price Cardinals ticket voucher.
Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers. I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Fellas, Paul DeYoung, who was DFA'd not too long ago, is now with another Major League Baseball club. The San Francisco Giants signed Paul DeYoung to a Major League contract. He will join the team tomorrow. Thoughts on the King returning to a Major League Baseball team? Well, he got a Major League contract. Mm Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes for me because most teams that take a flyer, ah, I'll give you a minor league deal and we'll see how it goes. I don't know what the deal's worth. doesn't matter. It's a Major League Baseball contract, which will help him going into free agency this summer. It's a better look. Let's just put it that way. And he's going to a competitive team. Not that the Blue Jays weren't, but it's not like somebody who's completely out of it. The Rockies are picking him up just to yeah. fill a spot. And the one thing that jumped out to me, Anthony, right away – and you know more about the Giants than I do. But the Giants, that wasn't actually supposed to be a slam. Uh, the Giants are a team that sign and acquire players for very specific reasons. Right. There's something that they have seen in Paul DeYoung, probably not so much with the Blue Jays, but at least early on this season, that they think he's going to fit perfectly into a certain role. Yeah, I think good, good call Giants on that. are going to win the World Series now. <laughs> I gotta make the playoffs first. Um, they they have Anita shortstop. You and I, when you and I were talking about this before the trade deadline, we mentioned two teams. We mentioned the Dodgers and we mentioned the Giants. When it came to Paul DeYoung and and prospect and trades that that you know he could go to teams that he could go to, the Dodgers almost immediately after we mentioned that wound up trading for uh, Rosario. So that kind of eliminated them. The Giants called up their top prospect at the, at the time, the young shortstop at 21 years old, Luciano, almost immediately. It's like, okay, those two teams fell out of it. The Blue Jays only acquired him because of Bo Bichette. And Bo Bichette is drawing closer. I think he's doing some minor league rehabs right now. He's drawing closer of returning. So the Blue Jays were like, yeah, if we catch lightning in a bottle with the young, maybe he could be a bench bat. He was awful for them. They release him. But you're right, Jamie. The Giants are going to sign him for a very specific reason. They'll use him as a fill-in right now for Brandon Crawford, who's hurt again. And he's somebody that's got pop and can fill in, play Major League shortstop for him. That's it. That's all they're looking for. But when it comes to them platooning guys, you're right. They'll figure out a spot for him one way or another moving forward here. After that, who knows? You know, I'm happy for the guy. He's only 30. I'm happy for him. Honestly, Paul DeYoung, for by all accounts, is a is a great guy. Was a great teammate. You know, he had his ups and downs as as a player, but I'm happy for the guy. You catch on with another team, have another chance to make the playoffs and, and maybe continue his career. Good for him. John Denton had this little uh, crazy stat on Twitter that I saw. I found this really interesting. He said, "When the Cards score first, they are forty-one and twenty-two, mm. six-fifty winning percentage. When the opponent scores first, they are thirteen and forty-eight, a two-thirteen winning percentage. When they score first, they're equivalent of a one-hundred-six-win team. When they don't, a thirty-five-win team." I saw this tweet and I immediately thought, "Wow, this is all Anthony's fault. He did not tell the Cards that they need to score first, like he told." Uh, Kyle Hebert and City SC, and clearly they're having a good year. Yeah. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on on that one, Anthony? Well, it's you know, I'll take full responsibility uh, for it. Outside of the fact that it's actually Taylor Motter's fault. 
Wow. What? Wow. Where did that come from? It is. Because the mot sauce was supposed to come on our airwaves. Yeah. Has there been a cardinal on our airwaves? No. Since? For, it's uh, Since the start of the year. No. No. Mm-mm. Who has come on our airwaves? Miles Michaelis. Who's come on our... No, no, no. Who's come on our show, I should say. Oh, Kyle Hebert. Kyle Hebert's come on our show. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah, he did. I can't I can't disperse the knowledge if these guys aren't willing to listen. That's true. You know what I mean, Marsh? That's true. So Hebert comes on. I've, I, I dug up that little nugget about them scoring first and winning a lot. I gave it to Kyle Hebert. And Kyle Hebert does what with it? He implemented it. He implemented it. The Cardinals, specifically the Mott Sauce, said that he was going to come on our show. And then he ghosted us. And what has happened since? Um, Cardinals have not played well. Exactly. Miles Michaelis tells us he don't like my boat name Mm -hmm. and he doesn't like Jamie's nickname. Mm -hmm. What happened to Miles Michaelis afterwards? Yeah, I think he had a a bad stretch of games. He got hurt. Oh, oh, even worse. (laughs) My goodness. You doing the math here on this? You understanding things? Yeah. Uh, We've got knowledge. Yeah. We've got good ideas. But the Cardinals have basically told us to go to heck. City has basically told us we're all in. Yeah. We love you. And City continues to prosper mm. where the Cardinals continue to fall. They got the fast lane bump. Exactly. The Cardinals could have used that. Speaking of mot sauce, I had I had some mot sauce today for you lunch. Did. Strawberry flavored. Yeah, I, I did. saw that. You were proud of yourself too. I was. I go look at this mot sauce this, I have. Anthony. Look what I got. Look at this baby food. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hey, come on. Kids getting his. Uh, I didn't say it was vitamin bad. A. Kids getting his vitamin A. You know, that what's in applesauce? Vitamin I A. I think it's got vitamin C too. Don't ask vitamin me. C. I don't know. Yeah. Vitamin A. I don't know. What that's, is vitamin that's A? That's sunshine. Oh, it's vitamin D. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sunny D. Oh, it is? I don't yeah, know. Vitamin D. I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> Isn't it? Don't you get vitamin D from the sun? You can. Or get... E? E. I thought it was vitamin no, C. No, no. No, D. You get the D from the sun. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's. Someone's sun? No, there's yeah. only one sun. Well, there's multiple suns. There is, Anthony. Yeah, there's stars, actually. Yeah. The sun is actually a star. It is. It's the smallest star. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though. There's only one sun. Okay? Mm. All right. Unless you're Jamie. you got multiple suns. It's fascinating on 101 well, ESPN you know. or me. I've got multiple suns as well. You do, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Well done. Good kids. Mm-hmm. Sports Six Pack is next. you got a question, send it in. 314-399-9646. Uh, we'll answer it. Might not be the right answer, but we'll answer it next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's. Your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over 42 years. 506, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Here's Andrew Marsh with your questions. Question number one. All right, gentlemen, from the 314, 
The gauntlet got this listener thinking about some of the greatest defensive pairings and then listed off a few different ones. And he or she would like to know your thoughts, Jamie, on who the greatest defensive pairing in the NHL is. Uh, maybe currently and maybe historically as well. Jamie wow. Rivers. Rivers and, Al and McKinnis. McKinnis. Al McKinnis won the Norris Trophy that year, just saying. You're welcome. Yep. Thanks, Al, <laughs> for the dinner that you never bought me. Oh, uh, really? I'm just kidding. No, Chopper's great. That's terrible. Al's great. I'm sure he bought me plenty of dinners over the years. I'm just being a ding-dong. Um, the greatest pairings in NHL history. I mean, Nick Lidstrom and whoever the hell he played with is pretty much a guarantee there. He played with Chris Chelios, uh, Matthew Schneider. He played with some pretty good guys. Larry Murphy, um, Vladimir Konstantinov. That that was all one. Lidstrom and Vladimir Konstantinov. I mean, my goodness. That's quite the pairing right there. It, it always seems like the, the pairings comes down to like one guy that's a relative not no name but just good defenseman and, and a superstar yeah you know like uh bobby orr coming up like he was a superstar but you don't really remember who he played with paul coffee ray bork these guys were superstars but you don't necessarily you know equate them with a partner right sure. away eric carlson this year who is his partner i don't know <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, it's it's weird that way. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you look at some of the guys, even currently, like Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman, who's his partner? I don't know. It's because whoever they play with, they elevate that guy's game so much that it really not that it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I think that going back to even guys like Chris Pronger and, and Al McInnes, like the year Al McInnes won the Norris Trophy, all jokes aside, I was a young player. I think it was my f- second year in the NHL. And Al goes up wins the Norris Trophy. Sure, I helped probably in some capacity, but can you imagine if he was paired with Pronger? Like if that was the pairing mm-hmm. rather than, you know, Pronger playing with Chris McAlpine and Al McInnes playing with me. Why did they do that? Because those guys are so good that it created balance on the blue line. Now, when the game was on the line one way or the other, you better believe it was Pronger and McInnes on the ice at the same time. Yeah. But they weren't a pairing, per se. Sure. So it's um, – I always look at the, 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 the alpha dog on the blue line being paired with whomever, and it makes very little to no difference. I mean, look at Alex Petrangelo. He had Carl Gunnarsson as his partner. He had Joel Edmondson as his partner. He had so many guys that Stanley Cup year that were his partner, and it didn't matter. He was still one of the best defensemen around. Makes sense. Question number two. From Thanks Dad. The last two fader follow bets were way off. Wayno versus the Royals. Cards more hits than the Mets. When will the listeners embrace analytics and fade y'all? Yeah, we... We've been very extreme with some of our picks, and uh, I know sometimes the listeners feel obligated to follow us because they don't want to somehow insult us, I guess. I don't know. But please, when we're extreme, just just fade us, please. Well, I think we've put ourselves in a box, too. We're like, oh, it's going to be Cardinals. Come on. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's actually do some homework, guys. So you'd rather be out of the box, then? Yeah. I don't know. I hate him. I'd beg to differ. Yeah, that he was three and a half strikeouts. I'd like to keep it right there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Most times, yes. I mean, every now and then, 
But, you know, we'll do better. I mean, there's some places that, you know, go outside the box are just as good. Okay? You're not wrong. So let's do that. I'd let's rather, think more outside I'd the rather box. be in the box. Well, naturally, but Anthony's right. Every now and then, outside the box is fine, too. Okay. I'll listen to you guys. You we'll guys... To, you know what I think we'll do? We'll just continue to mix it up. Okay. Question number three. From Swan. He says, guys, now that my first day of class is over... When you guys were in college or school in general, what was your favorite subject? Does P.E. count? I'm not going to count that. I think that's everybody's favorite subject. All right. Well, not everybody's, Andrew. The kids that aren't athletes do not like P.E. That's fair. That is fair. Um, I I took a history of rock and roll class. And Anthony, that nice. was a, that in was a uh, college called School of Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched that documentary, yeah. thinking it would help in the class. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah, no, it yeah. didn't. Hmm. Anthony, right. what was it like when you found out your teacher was actually a different person? Yeah, a, a guy named Dewey Finn. Oh yeah, that. Mm. Do we care? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I had one favorite subject. I didn't do well in school. Mm. You know? What? Yeah. Believe it or not. All the way up to CMU and you didn't do good? CMU I did actually pretty well. There you go. Because I started taking broadcasting classes and, and you journalism matured, classes. Andy. You grew yeah, up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Ish. Uh yeah, ish. Yeah. Yeah. Broad cla- my broad my broadcasting classes were the most fun. Like there was a class where you got to mm-hmm. do every like you could you could uh move around and one one at one point you're the cameraman, and the next point you're a producer, and the next point you're a host and like that that was probably my most enjoyable class. That is how I really I because I was a journalism major and I just happened to want to do some broadcasting stuff, so I wanted to be in a broadcasting minor. Those classes really inspired me to try to get into radio. I enjoyed those. Yeah, so, I mean, high school, as far as, like, subjects and classes there, I mean, I didn't really have a favorite. I, knew, I didn't like math because no, just, yeah. just not, like, numbers in general because numbers I'm fine with. Just the math, the, the whole procedure of certain mathematical equations, it just gave me a headache. But what I did like is I remember in my, my final year of high school, they had one part of this economics class where it was, like, business Mm-hmm. And it showed you, you know, how to start a business, what it takes, and creating margins, and like all of this stuff that was actually math, but in a different way, and with finances. And I gravitated towards that. I mm-hmm. loved it. I've always been intrigued since that moment um, about how to, you know, build a business from the ground up and continue to try and make money and all that stuff. I used a lot of that when building my own companies, and so. That for me was one that I, I look back now, even to this day, some of the classes that they offer in high school, even the beginning years of college where they're not giving you just like the business 101. Mm-hmm. Like if I drop out of college or like whatever, what can I do? I don't really know. Yeah. Well, why don't we just set you up with a little blueprint of what you could possibly do? I wonder why they don't do that. Yeah. One of my favorite classes, sort of similar to to you, I, I hate math. Not a big math guy, but my favorite class in high school was this finite math class because of the teacher. The teacher made the class so much what fun. What did like? No, it was actually, it was actually a guy. Like oh, it, all right. I was just going with the odds. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, you make a good point, though. Mm-hmm. 
uh, but amazing like, how we pay attention sometimes. Mm-hmm. My teacher made uh, probably not to the the whiteboard though. Uh, my teacher made a you know the class very enjoyable. So I really appreciated those teachers that even if the material isn't so exciting, yeah. the teacher can can make it relevant and exciting for for the students. So I totally I, agree with that. By the way, yeah, a hundred percent. The teacher, the coach, whatever it is, yeah, it, yeah, it goes to this for sure. If you've got good leadership, someone who communicates well, and, and you know makes it interesting makes a big difference i had a professor a journalism professor that uh turns out oh yeah i heard this story. bad dude oh no i didn't find out until well after i graduated uh but uh, if you google mark ranzenberger cmu <laughs> you'll find out it's uh it's not a good story but i had multiple journalism classes with him who knew who knew? Jamie, you type him in now? Oh, I'm working on hey, it. Hey, you don't even have to. Here, got the headline for you right here. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. That's not great at no. all, Anthony. No. I'm not even going to pull that up on my computer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be held yep. accountable for that. Mm. Woof. Yeah, not great. Not Who knows? Guy. Who really knows? Well, we Who know knows? Now. Yeah. We yeah. know now. You never know sometimes mm-hmm. with people. Ah, stuff. Question number three. All right, gentlemen. Oh, actually, there's a question. Question number four. There we go. We did it, Jamie. From the uh, from the 314, will Tori Krug have the same Tarasenko jolt factor this season after knowing the team was trying to dump him in the offseason? Well, yes. I hope so, but it's a little bit of a different situation. Tori Krug did not ask for a trade. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko flat out asked to be traded, and then proceeded to have a career year for the Blues, which good on him for doing that. Uh, I Listen, I think Tory Crew is going to have a much better season. I think the defensive core overall will be much improved. I've said it at nauseum now to, to the fact that these guys know it wasn't the best season for them. They're prideful guys. They're some. They're at the top of the food chain in their sport. Whether you think so or not, based on last year, these guys are pretty good defensemen. They're they're going to be on a little bit of a revenge tour coming up here. They're going to want to show a lot of people, a lot of critics, that they got it wrong, that the narrative is wrong. And Tory Krug is one of those guys that, yeah, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. You tried to trade me. You wanted to trade me. You asked me to waive my no trade clause. Okay, yeah. You want to get rid of this? You want to get rid of this? As I'm putting up points left and right, power plays back in the top five. I think he's going to have something to prove for sure. You want to get rid of this? I'll kill you. No, I don't oh. think he'll Whoa. say that. Uh, I no? don't think he'll say that. Okay. Hmm. Think, of course. I don't know. Did I, went, did I go too far? Uh, maybe. I think Army would probably say, you know what? That's that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm going to keep you. I think you're right, Anthony. All right. Our, Question number five. Did you want to carry that over? Maybe. No, there could, there could be. Maybe we can carry over the question. All right. What do you got? From the 314, there's been a lot of talk about how this season will force the Cards front office to do things different and have an aggressive offseason. Mm-hmm. But I'm not falling for it! I need you guys to put on your John Mosellock bow tie and tell fans like me who need to see it to believe it why we should believe this offseason is going to be any different than any previous offseason. It won't be. We'll tell you why next on 101 ESPN. <laughs> 
right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. In less than 10 minutes, we will play Beat the Streak, and we need a new contestant, unfortunately, for our guy John, right? John was the contestant left? Yeah, poor John. He had six. He had a good run. He did. He had a good run. run. Uh, But if you want to play Beat the Streak, you can just, you know, text in Streak, 314-399-9646 to the Air Comfort Service text line. You have an opportunity to play Beat the Streak with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. Uh, Andrew Marsh, go ahead and reread that question from the Sports Six Pack that we carried over. Please. Yeah, so the 314 uh, texted in. There's been a lot of talk about how this season will force the Cardinals front office to do things different and have an aggressive offseason, but I'm not falling for it. I need you guys to put on your John Mosellock bow tie and tell fans like me who need to see it to believe it why we should believe this offseason is going to be any different than any previous offseason. I, I can't. I can't. The, the evidence is there, at least the track record is there, that John Mosellock has not been good in free agency because he hasn't. Wilson Contreras is, look, I think Wilson Contreras is, when it's all said and done, it's going to be fine. You go beyond Wilson Contreras, though. Two years ago, he reluctantly brought back Albert Pujols. Why? Because the DH situation wasn't looking good in spring training. So he brought back Albert Pujols. But Albert was a layup. He was only going to play for the Cardinals. He's going to play one more year. He's either going to retire or he's going to go back to the Cardinals. So that wound up being a late signing that worked out. Every other signing that year did not work out. Homer Hagen did not work out. Corey Dickerson did not work out. Not that these were big-time signings, but still, you haven't seen a savvy signing in a while. Miles Michaelis, I think, was the last savvy signing, and he's had some injury issues, but yeah. Miles Michaelis has been a really good, been good. cardinal. He's been good. Outside of, outside of Miles Michaelis, when has there been a free agent over the last five, six years that you've said, boy, that was, that was smart, that was savvy? Forget going. I don't blame Mo for not spending X amount of dollars. That's the DeWitts. That's the bosses saying, "Here's your budget, man. Here's here's what you have to work with." Yeah. I don't blame Mo for not handing out a two hundred million dollar contract. That's not his department. What his department is assigning free agents based on his budget. When has he done that well? When was the last time he did that well? I don't know. I'm not being a jerk here, but look at the track record. No, track so, record's not pretty. So if you're a, if you're a fan right now, and and I get the question, you know, I get the spirit of the question of, hey, convince me that I'm wrong. I'm not going to. Based on based on what? I'm with you. You say, all right, we're gonna three pitchers. We're gonna get three pitchers next year. What's it gonna look like? The Seattle Mariners are not gonna hand you one of their top top guys. Their top young cost control guys. I would not trade Nolan Gorman. I'm on record of saying that a while ago. I'm record on say, saying it right now. I would not trade Nolan Gorman. I would go to Paul Goldschmidt and say, hey, Paul, do you want to play for a, a different team or will, will you not waive your no-trade clause? He would be a guy that I would move. Not because I don't like Paul Goldschmidt, but he's an aging player on a one-year deal next year. That is a guy I would look to move. I would not look to move the young left-handed slugger that I developed in this organization that's cost-controlled. Yeah. Let's be smart about this. Because I blanked up on my pitching. I'm going to trade Nolan Gorman? No, I'm not going to do that. Dylan Cease is not going to be available, guys. 
I've seen that one too. What would it take to get Dylan Cease and Logan Gilbert? You're not going to get those guys. It's a non-starter. It's a non-starter because you won't give up what you need to to get them. Sure. Because the White Sox are going to hold you over the coals. Why wouldn't they? The Mariners are going to hold you over the coals. Why wouldn't they? Think about it this way. Somebody, somebody, some team calls you for Jordan Walker. What are you going to tell them? You know, say, sure, Jordan Walker's available. You're going to give me, I don't know, and you're going to you're going to set the price so absurd, yeah, that they're either okay, we'll do it, and then you get this absurd trade trade back, or they hang up the phone on you. Mm-hmm. That's what the White Sox and the Mariners are going to do. So, in terms of who are the Cardinals going to sign, who is Mo going? Convince me that I'm I'm not going to. Where are you on this? Well, I, I can't I can't base my decision on future happening because they haven't happened yet. I don't know what Moe's going to do. Right. So, so what? So what can we do though? So I can only base it. I can only evaluate his, what has already happened. Amen, brother. And if that's the case, if I'm taking that only and evaluating it, I don't expect anything of magnitude. Yeah. To come this off I expect a lot of mid tier. Shopping mm-hmm. and a lot of hope and patience. Yep. Literally, that's what Mo's been saying for ten years now. Yeah. Anytime he's asked about anything to do with the team or the process, it's just patience. Mm-hmm. Just everybody be patient. Okay. Well, Cardinal Nation has been pretty patient. Now this year, maybe not so much, but justifiably so. Sure. So when I look at you know what to expect from the Cardinals and, and John Mosaic in particular. I can only expect what he's proven to be true in the past. Now, I'm also on record for saying that I don't know how he's going to react to this. I don't know how the DeWitts and John Mosellock are going to proceed moving forward. Could be a whole new strategy for the Cardinals, but we won't know it till it happens. Mm. So if I was betting on where this thing's going to go, I'd go the same route as it has been. Cross your fingers, sign some mid-tier guys, and hope the division's crappy. Right. Based based on what we've seen. Yeah. I agree with that. The thing is, I've mentioned this before, there are some intriguing starting pitchers that are going to be available. A lot of people are going to tune me out because I don't mention the the three aces that are going to be available, or the four aces. Shohei Otani, Blake Snell... Aaron Nola, and Julio Urias, who's not having the best season, but he's still a top-end, top-of-the-rotation arm. The four aces, if, if, you, if you think about it this way, if those guys go elsewhere, is there, who else is available? And Jamie, there are decent options that will be available. I've mentioned these guys before. I've heard, I've heard people poo-poo Sonny Gray. Really? No, I take guys him. having a, guys having an excellent season. I take him. Guy has been steady. Yeah. Can he anchor a rotation? No. But he is somebody that would be a solid option for you and in an immediate upgrade. Is Kyle Gibson an ace? No. But I would love to have Kyle Gibson. I'd take Gibby for the back end of the rotation. Absolutely. You know, Jordan Montgomery, if he'd be willing to to, to re-sign here, I don't think he the will. The way he's pitching right now, Anthony, he's going to bank. He's going to command big money. But he he would be available. I would take some one-year flyers on guys. Frankie Montas was a guy that everybody wanted here two years ago when the when the Yankees traded for him. 
He's been banged up all year. He hasn't pitched, in fact. That'd be a one-year flyer. Not to fill out your rotation, but if if Blake Snell signs with the Yankees and Aaron Nola goes back to the Phillies and Julio Urias goes back to the Dodgers and Shohei goes to the Dodgers, what are your other options? There's actually some some guys available. But is Mo going to settle for the, the I don't know, uh, the Seth Lugos? You know, is he going to settle for the, no offense, I won't even mention him. Uh, is he going to settle for some Rich Hills? Wait. I'm not going to. You can't skip that. I'm not going to. Anthony. I'm not going to do it. I'll tell you in the I'll tell you in the break, which is not fair to the listener, but what? I'm not going to do it. There's a very specific reason why I'm not going to mention this name. I just won't. Is he going to settle for the Zach Rankies? Like, who is he bringing in? If he goes to these mid-tier guys, these low, low options, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> And so are Cardinals, man. So am I. And so is Jamie. Uh, Beat the streak and biggest question of the day next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Baseball. All of my successes depend on me. You're ready to hit. The hits just keep on coming. It's a pass line on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, Anthony Stalton. We've got James, who's our latest contestant for Beat the Streak. What's up, James? James, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. How are you? There we go. I'm doing great. Excellent. All right. Hey. Uh, By the way, I was the guy who a couple months ago uh, texted you and I was heading home. (laughs) You were heading home? Yeah, so. A, a A couple months ago, back in like May. James texted in. He oh, yeah. said, "Hey, I'm I'm heading home." And I replied, "Hey, this is the fast lane." Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we hope you make it. Well, there we go. We're back okay. in touch. Yeah. All right. right. right yeah. Um, March. What do we got for streaks right now? I've been out of the loop here. So. Yeah. So Anthony, you had a pretty decent one going. Five. Of course, I don't think you contributed to no. any of that. Yeah, I got a lot uh, of help then. But uh, you're currently at one. I am currently at one, thanks to Bradford. Jamie, you're at zero. Yeah, thanks a lot. And we have uh, James, who is joining us today, because John, unfortunately, did not get a hit with uh, Tommy Edmond. And I'm, I'm glad that he did get a hit uh, Monday, or Friday, because I, I almost jinxed John. But you end up I jinxing him anyways, well, ultimately. Yeah, well, I guess. John's no longer with us. I think I think the... T- <laughs> like, on, on Beat the Street. On Beat the Street. That's what I meant. Yeah. Jamie. What? Okay, uh, yeah. so is it my turn? Yeah, you'll, I'm up first. you'll you'll go first. I'll go second. James will go third, and then uh, Jamie will go last. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah, this one, this one to me, I'm, I'm not going to waste a lot of time, um, given who's on the bump and what this game means. I'm going to take Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, that's my answer. I was going to choose. Damn, you, you stole his answer. You stole his pick. May God have mercy on your soul, Anthony. Oh, Anthony. Unbelievable. Uh, Marsh, where are you going? I'm going to go with Andrew McCutcheon. He's batting 313 against Adam Wainwright in 80 at-bats in his career. Three home runs, 13 ribbies. Hmm. Uh, So I'm going to go with Kutch. McCutch. Okay. Andrew McCutcheon. Pirates are going fast. Okay. James, who would you like? 
Well, I'm going to try to – I'm going to have Rhode Island. I'm going to hope that the, the Cardinals can get a hit. And I'm going to go with Big Willie and Wilson Contreras with the base hit. Okay. There you go. Uh, Jamie. Still plenty of Pirates available. I'm going to do something completely different than you guys are. I don't like your attitudes at all. Mm-hmm. I don't like your disrespect. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals. Yeah. Or Adam Wainwright. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Palacios. There it is. Yeah. Wait, which one? <laughs> Joshua. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's what, oh, Jamie, that, Jamie. That's what I thought. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Face was straight. You're like, ah, wait, which one? <laughs> I was waiting for a pirate to come out of your mouth. Yeah, you heard me. Be waiting a while for that. Mm. James, good luck, man. Yes, sir. All right. Good All right. luck, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, hopefully. All right. I hope so. Yes, sir. Good luck, guys. Uh, Thank I appreciate you. it. There Thank you go. You. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's beat the streak. We got biggest question of the day now. For the fast lanes, biggest question of the day. All right, gentlemen, uh, all three of us took a Pittsburgh Pirate for what? Beat the Streak. No, um, Josh. That's what I thought. Uh, is there a, a specific reason as to, to why? Maybe that is. Did you see his home run last night? Well, I'm, that guy's jacked up. Mom and dad will be in the crowd again tonight. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more so, uh, maybe who's on the mound. If that's why we're leaning towards Oviedo? Jamie, that's not where I'm going with this. Adam Wainwright on the mound tonight, going up against Johan Oviedo. He's looking for win number 199. Last outing, I thought was much more promising than what we saw in Kansas hmm. City. Do you think Adam Wainwright can replicate something similar to what we saw? last week against the New York Mets. Um sure. Yeah, he could. Yeah, quality start for Wayno. Do you think he will? You know, it's been a tough year for Adam Wainwright. Um whether you're looking at the 3 and 8 record or the uh 8 842 ERA or you know, just uh just a handful of starts that he has made. Yeah, he's going to dominate tonight. He's 23 and 8 with a 3.72 ERA in 50 games, 44 starts against the Pirates. He owns the Buccos. So, yeah. Win number 199 coming tonight for old Adam Wainwright. Yeah. Hmm. I think Wainwright's going to get out there and battle. That's what he does. That's what he does. He battled last game. He's a pure pitcher. Oh, he, he he changed up his routine. For his last start, and his last start was competitive. I thought he was fine. He gave them an opportunity yeah, to win that game. That's exactly the what the offense was to. awful. They were terrible. Tyler O'Neill's running from first to left field, thinking that the inning was already over. He already was waiting for some someone on his team to, to grab the glove. Overrun of the bag. Yeah. For sure. Very interesting. And yeah. there are certain they situations where you do that. They Not stop now. abruptly and pull a groin, you know? That guy's always locked in, that's for sure. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, I just think that Wayne will battle. And, yeah. Uh, you know, will he get to five innings and still have the lead? That's been, unfortunately, it's been a bit of a battle for him this year. We'll see. What do you think, Marsh? I, I I think, I don't know if he'll get the win tonight, but. How dare you? Well, I mean, well, like He's been we, dominant against the Pirates. He's 23 and 8 lifetime. Well, great. That doesn't How mean dare that, you. That doesn't mean that the bullpen's not going to suck tonight. 
That doesn't mean the offense can't. The offense, what are they scoring one run against the Pirates? You kidding me right now? That guy on the hill last night was he was one of their best pitchers. I could totally see Wainwright going five and two thirds, giving up maybe three runs, and this team losing five to one. I'm with Jamie. I don't like your attitude. Wayno's going to dominate tonight. He's going to compete. Tough day for Martial. He's going to compete his tail off. Mm -hmm. What you miss? Criticisms, compliments. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. If you miss anything from today's show, you can always download the podcast available at 101ESPN.com or your 101 ESPN mobile app. It's all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Talked about uh, Mason Wynn today. Talked about his uh, role in the offense. Jonathan Taylor and how screwed he is, even though the Colts have granted, granted him permission to seek a trade. Shohei Otani and the worst decision by any sports franchise since Babe Ruth was traded for a horse. Uh, are you buying into the Cardinals even competing next year? Marsh says no. We talked about which NFL teams make the biggest jump in 2023 and why. Played a couple of different games, including Are You Sold? And I had possibly the worst gauntlet performance <laughs> in gauntlet performance history. That wasn't terrible. It was awful. It wasn't great. You know what, though? I did I did get two points. I, I got two score. points yesterday and one. Yeah. I didn't have to go to the tiebreaker, though. No. Tiebreakers are awful. When in doubt, just say 3,000. I overestimated how many games Jarmir Yager has played in his career. Did you? Just nah. a tad. You know what? These tiebreakers, do you panic? You do. You got you to gotta do like, it at a very he's, quick He's pace. probably cheating. He's probably cheating. 3,000. It was dumb. You can you listen to it, though, on the podcast. Marsh, what do we got for criticisms and compliments? From the 636, great to have you back, Anthony. Oh, thank you. Thanks, three, 316. Is that 316? No, but it's a 636. Six, six. <laughs> I'm sure the 316 uh, thinks the same thing, though. <laughs> the three, hmm. Is there a 316? I'm sure there is. 316 area code. Let's see here. Probably San Antonio, Texas. What's your guess, Jamie? Is 316 Wisconsin. This is going to take forever, apparently. You know what? Google's thinking. I'll let you guys know in a sec. Go ahead, Marsh. Continue. It's the city of Wichita, Kansas. Ah, there oh, you go. I think I would know that, actually. That was close. I should have known that. I was just in Kansas. Yeah, you, well, no, you weren't. Well, Kansas City. Yep. Although, I actually, think you can, do have to... There's two Kansas cities. Yeah. Mm. One in Missouri and one in one Kansas. In Kansas. Mm. I actually I believe I was in Kansas for the Great Wolf Lodge. I know it's located, it says in Kansas City, but I, I'm pretty sure I'd, I crossed into Kansas <laughs> while I was driving, Jamie. Crossed back over. It's one of those spots. It's one of those <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think Fink's dad heard the area code. He said, what was that area code? 3,000. Oh, wow. Hey, hey. 3,000 flushes, Anthony. You That's know what, what you were thinking about. Yeah, I certainly was. Mm. Makes the toilet blue. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it cleans. Thank you, Jamie. And thanks, Dad. 
come on, you're better than that. That wasn't even creative. No, he's had some some zingers before. He's had some good zingers. That wasn't his that best. One, yeah. No. In fact, that that comment just replaced my awful gauntlet. Well, I don't know about the that. New gauntlet, <laughs> I like the, the way you're trying to do that, yeah. Anthony. Yeah. I don't think it's there though. We'll it's kind of we'll like need way worse than that. It's kind of like the no offense. The biggest uh, the biggest misstep and you know, the biggest blowout or um, the uh, the biggest comeback in NFL history now belongs to the Marsh's Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. The worst blown lead in NFL history, the Colts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the 618, take another vacation, Stalter. Too negative, Mr. 3000. I'm too negative? I guess so. Hmm. Sorry you feel that way. Mm. Wait. I'm sorry. That you feel that way. There it is. There we go. Uh, from the 314, can I be involved in the Waffle House Challenge? That actually just yeah, sounds awesome. Uh, that's from Joe. Joe, Joe you can have my spot. You could be there, Jamie. You're not. You're not getting out of this. Mm. I don't even know how I got drugged into this, to be honest. I actually don't know either. But you're in it. It's silliness. Whatever. This is going to be awesome. Right around November. End of November. Things are going to get real interesting. No, your team's going to be so far out of it. Doesn't matter. I'm just being honest. Okay. Uh, this is a great one. You two okay. will probably not understand it, but I will say it anyways. From the 636, it's okay, Anthony. We love you 3000. What is that, Marsh? It's from Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. It's what Tony Stark says to his younger daughter. Hmm. I love you 3000. I love you 3000. Is that her name? No. I, no, it's not. And why does he say? It? Yeah, why is he saying? Uh, it's just a. What's like, the It's like an Easter egg. I think there was like three thousand minutes or something, and all the move. I, I don't know. I don't quote me on that. That's but. what I was thinking. Well, when I wrote down, you 3, brought 000. it into existence. We kind of have to quote you. I'm just. It's from the movie. But why? I don't know. Look it up. Oh, now I gotta Google it. Marshy's comment. Now I have to research it. Let me. I'll look it up. No, don't. I don't want to bother. I got you. it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Marsh, Marsh just gave us a. Oh, I'll do it all. I'll do it all, guys. No problem. I'll read the. I'll read the questions. I'll talk on air. I'll look. I'll look stuff up. I'll look up the three one six area code. And I'll look up the three thousand for you. You scumbags. That's basically what Marsh said. Well, I don't know. This uh, website I, I'm looking up right now, I don't think they know either. Well, the bottom line is, uh, thank you for the text. Yeah, very much. Yeah. It means, like, I, you know, I love you a lot, obviously. Yeah, thank you. You know, so. I love you too, Marsh. Who was that? The 314? I didn't say, I didn't say it. The, the 636 said it. <laughs> 636 yeah. again? Thank you, 636. Yeah. I appreciate uh, you. From the 636, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about me not believing in, in the cards. Uh, yeah. I once learned from a very wise man, you just need to believe more. This is on you, Marshy. Thank it's you. It's my yeah. fault this team stinks. It's a great call, 636. I like your accountability, Andrew. Marsh. Love you 3,000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just 
I keep saying that? I'm just going to say that to people it's, randomly now. Yeah, absolutely. I love you, 3000. Someone will get it and be like, oh, yeah. 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 Like, like, yeah. yeah. I got I you. Part. What does it mean? I don't know. Uh, hey, you know Marsh. I said Avengers Infinity War meant Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. My we bad. knew that. Yeah, yeah. No yeah I was going to call I you. Was I was actually trying to trip you I guys up. I figured you were struggling. Yeah, enough. for sure. Uh, here we go. Last one uh, from the 314. The sun is not the smallest star. Not even close. Rivs, look up red dwarves. He won't. White dwarves, neutron stars. The sun is a medium-sized star. Just saying. That's what we said. There you go. The more you know. That's what we said. Did we say the sun is, a sm- is small, though? I don't think we said it was small, did we? I thought it was the smallest star. Yeah. Oh, is that We're what you said? talking about suns being small. Yeah. Well, I have a small sun, but he's like yeah. 18 months. I yeah. Mean, that's, yeah. He'll grow. Well, he better. Yeah. He will. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Kid eats more than most of us in the family. We call him the campground raccoon. <laughs> well, it's because you feed him out of a trash can. He eats everything. <laughs> He'll eat it. You don't care. Here, honey. He eats everything. Leave yeah. the lid off of that thing. Watch him go. That's right. <laughs> Instant replay is next for Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, and Anthony Stoltz. Appreciate everybody listening. And of course, we love you 3,000. See ya. <laughs> Listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.